Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.sm. Sam Townsend Music from samtownsendmusic.sm. It's got to be Somalia. No. Oh, come on. Um, ooh, Somalia? No. Uh, s- might need a clue here, mate. Okay, it's small. Okay. Is that what the SM stands for? No. A bigger clue? It's... And a quicker clue. Enclaved by Italy. Ah, right. I, I, mate, I'm so ridiculously poor at geography. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, yes, I'm 100% sure that I'm terrible You want to know? Pardon? Do you want to know? Yes, please. San Marino. Oh, dear. A better clue would, be, would have been they scored against us in the first about 15 seconds of a match that we needed to win 8 0 in order to qualify True. for a major True. tournament. I wanted to say enclaved. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. I, I did get that. Mm. I think that my voice is recording, but it's very difficult to tell. So we'll power forward, shall we? And do this introduction, then do a check. Well, should we pause it? No, let's go for it. Oh, my. Now, first of all, we have a. Um, a huge thank you to say to this week's sponsor, yes, who is a real person. It is the godfather of the podcast, Alex Fredette, who was kind enough to send us a box of 18... 16. 16. Not to, you know, put a dampener on things. No, not to bring it down already. 16 world beers. Yes, yes. Which we are splitting tonight. Well, we've done, haven't we? We've, we've done the split. We've split them. Remarkably, are you substituting split a, D for, a D for a T? <laughs> yes, that's right. I am. You are Dave Clifton. Dave Clifton. Um, yes, a remarkably amicable split, when, yes. whereby it seemed to fall quite naturally, didn't it? There was some wheat beers. There was some, Oh, there was all kinds of beers that I like yep. uh, that you don't. Yep. And then there was... The lagers. The more lagers. The, the more lagery style uh, So that's perfect. Lagers. That's perfect for me. The more lagery style lagers. Yeah, I'm currently drinking a bottle of Poker Face, which is a Belgian wheat beer. Tell me a bit more about it while I have a mouthful okay, of what I'm drinking. It's, it's, for me, it's perfect because, as you know, I'm a keen poker player. i uh, spent many, many hours of my life grinding away online. Um, and here I go. So, Poker Face, to the mouth. To the mouth! It is a wheat beer. It has that classic wheat beer taste. It's got an a distinctly friendly mouthfeel. Really, that's great. Uh, and it's lovely. So it's my first one. No, it's not. It's my second. I had a, a can of Piston Head already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you loved that? Loved it. So thank you, Alex, once again. I will periodically mention the beers that I'm drinking. Yes. Uh, as will you, I'm sure. I sure will. I'm currently starting off with a podcast-friendly carling, and I will be, as my beers cool down, they're currently in Generic Blue Cool Box. They are doing their thing. It's coming together of world beer and a, and a Generic Blue Cool Box full of ice. I will move on to uh, have a few of those. So, great stuff. If any other listeners want to send us in uh, uh, beers from wherever... We will certainly not say no. No, we won't. Oh, damn it, we'll drink them. Well, mother... Hubbard. Well, yes, sat in her cupboard. Um, today's episode, Sam, I'm very excited about. I thought you were. Yeah, because we have spent a long time away from this man, um, and we're doing an episode on the second era of John Frusciante. He who shall not be named. He who, no, who we can now name again. And what is his name once again? He's, it's John 
Anthony motherfucking Frusciante. You better believe it. Um, we haven't talked about him for a long time. We've been looking back a little bit earlier, delving back a few years. Oh, the delve. I mean, I say we haven't talked about him for a long time. He, we talked about five songs that he played on last week, last episode, on the Skate Park Duology. Yes? Or was that the B-sides? Very yeah, difficult to B-sides. B-sides. No, it was... Uh, it was it he wasn't didn't play in the Skate Park Geology. Yes, he did. Because the second half of Skate Park Geology was the fan oh, he game. was there. Yes, yes, yes. By then, I was twisted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are going to talk about um, the second era of John. Uh, we're going to talk about Californication, by the way, in Stadium Arcadium. Yes. I mean, I'd be surprised if I... I mean, not that I haven't, but I'd be surprised if you've chosen Californication. Maybe I have. Maybe I love that solo Maybe so much. Maybe you wanted. Interesting fact. Um, the thing is, the guitar part on Californication is actually very, very good. Well, let's explain the criteria yes. uh, for this episode then, because you're, you're talking about the guitar parts. I am. We are picking our far, each our five favourite songs, uh, or not necessarily our favourite songs, but the five songs no. where we think that the guitar contribution from Frusciante across the entirety of the song... Is, is outstanding. Is, is his best contributions to the songs. For example, I love the Zephyr song. Sure. I haven't picked the Zephyr song. Because Don't I'm not say so, that. You can't no, say no that. I can, as an example. He is, he said it. Or maybe I have, and this is a lie. Oh, yeah, well, I wouldn't put it past you. Um, Filthy lie. I, I haven't picked the Zephyr song, or maybe I have, because I'm not so keen on the cleanness of the guitar solo. Can I also say something which I think you might agree with? Go on. Uh, you love the guitar part uh, in... Uni- well, one could love the guitar part in universally speaking however one may mm. find the outro solo to be underwhelming too clean yes, yes. one might yes <laughs> one might indeed and in fact one does yes i thought one might uh, or one doesn't we've got exactly. to as, as you Who said, we've got to keep the suspense Who, up. i mean the suspense is high and mm. it's rising by the second absolutely it's skyrocketed i can't wait to listen to universally speaking in californication no nor can i and there's episode and there's episode Let's have a mouthful of beer, and then shall we get into it? Let's not F around, man. Oh, let's just F around, man, for a little bit and say thank you to everyone who got involved in the Twitter conversation, mm. because we did put a tweet out asking for people's opinions, mm-hmm. and the, the uptake and the responses were really great responses, really well thought out. And numerous. And numerous. It was a good... And what I like about it is it gets our listeners talking to each other as well. Yeah, it gets people... Going. Yeah, it really does. So if you want to follow um, myself and Sam on Twitter, then I am uh, at... I'm, at I am. Got to plug this. Go on, my Plug son. this shit. I'm at Universally RHCP on Twitter. Sam, you are... I am at Stack Townsend. And I tell you what, I am a rising star of Twitter. You are a young and potent force on I Twitter. I have 81 followers now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I've seen some people with slightly more. Mm-hmm. So have uh, I. But not many. Not, no, very few. Have you yeah. got 81 or 81 million? 81. Got it. I have seen people with more. I, I, I have see, to yeah, no, I admit, I've seen a couple of people with more. There are. There are a couple. Shall we get into it? So, here we go then. Yes. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into this? Is that a hint? Yes. What you just said. Oh, yes, of course. You just told me that there was. There... <laughs> of course. Um, I have come up with an idea that I think might be quite good. So it's a new game. It's called Spot That Saying. Oh, nice name. Now, 
We both have to, and I've already done the one for this week. You may not have done, because you didn't know about the game. We have to shoehorn in a famous saying. Okay. Without the other one knowing what it is right. or when we're going to do it. Right. If the other person spots the well-known saying and calls it out, they score a point. If they fail to spot it, they lose. If they incorrectly claim they've spotted it, they lose. Okay, so... This, you've got a saying in your head. Yes. You are going to say it at some point. Yes. And I need to say that... Say That's that, the saying. So do I pick my own saying? Yes. Okay. You can do. Would you like to do that now? Yes, I would. I'll just Fine. pause it while I think of one. Okay, I've got a saying, and um, hopefully I'll remember to try and put it in. I can't, yes. I can't, I can't, can't guarantee, guarantee that, oh, I, no. that this it, game will be mentioned. You, if you again. fail to input your saying, yeah. you lose as well. Yeah, but if, I, if you pick me up on that at the end of the thing, I'll just say, well, I did do it, you just didn't notice. No, you have to be honest. It's, an, it's a trust-based it's a trust exercise. Game. Okay, so we are going to start going through our, our Frechantes. We, we each have a number one pick, which we'll get to last. Oh, yes. If you pick my number one earlier on, Sure. We'll talk about that later on. Fine. But should we do a couple of honourable mentions first? If you'd so like I've to. Got, I've got a couple of honourable mentions. I think you've got one one or two. I have. Do I? Yes. Do you? Yes. Okay. You look like you don't, do you? I haven't. <laughs> Fine. But I'll do a couple of honourable mentions myself then. Fine. Right. Um, I almost went for Charlie. Oh, on your, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think I was talking about? I, did, I had no idea. That's <laughs> right. I was unsure whether I had you any You looked at it. me with a, a, a vaguely panicked look in your eyes. Well, I was thinking, he's told me I've got something. I'm not aware whether I have or not. But <laughs> have you got any honourable mentions? probably say that I have. Uh, no. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I nearly went for Charlie. I, oh. Man check. Oh, let, the, let everyone know when you did your list. My list was is is almost illegible. I had to re- I wrote it last night after going down to my new favorite bar the Dusty Barrel in Hythe. Cracking little place. If you live near Hythe or in the UK at all, I recommend making a trip to the Dusty Barrel. Uh, it was pitch black in my bedroom because my wife was asleep and I was hammered. So my writing is almost illegible and a couple of the songs are written on top of each other. Brilliant stuff. Get on top. Exactly. Is that one of your picks? No, but I would. Charlie. De- Whoa. Ooh. Charlie definitely is an honourable mention. Okay. And I could add it. Well, do you want to say that it's now an honourable mention for you? It's on the list. I've got another honourable mention, which is a uh, special mixture, especially in Michigan. Yes, yes, indeed. The Mitten State. Oh, Trenary Toast. You said it, brother. And I have a honourable mention that is. This Velvet Glove. Splendid. Really great tune. Yes. Didn't quite make the... Didn't the make the cut. I've got an honourable mention that is Dosed. Dosed. That didn't make my cut. I got dosed by you. Hmm. Close to the... Well, we all know the words. Yes, yeah, so let's not go down that particular rabbit hole. Thank you. Uh, shall we then go in? Let's pick who's going to go first. Okay, so let's pick Hang who's going to go first. Is this bottle opener in my left or right hand? It's in your... It's that one. Yes, you're correct. It so was slightly more bulbous around the knuckle. Well, it, well, yeah. You, sir, to go I'm first. first. Your first pick of your song where you feel the guitar parts are most effective by John Frusciante in his second era is is slightly surprisingly. Yeah. Slow Cheetah. 
Let's have a listen. Waking up dead inside of my head will never, never do. There is no man, no medicine to take. I've had a chance to be insane, asylum from the falling rain. I've had a chance to pray. Coming out there, a slow cheater, and I have to say that it didn't really cross. It wasn't really part of the conversation I had with myself in my own head. Ben's big conversation with Ben. Yes, uh, but that is a. We you know we know slow cheater is a beautiful song. Yes, and of course we've spoken about the t-shirt. Yeah, of course we have. Apologies, my chair now is squeaking. But yeah, get another chair, man. Get another chair. I'm not. Get another chair. I won't record. <laughs> 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 it's not a conversation that I had with Sam earlier when his chair was squeaking. Right, right. um, I'll go home. <laughs> I'll take my computer home if I get a different yeah. chair. Um, yeah, it, it it didn't come into the into the debate for me. No, but what a tune and and it's a great pick because all of those guitar parts, the contributions from John, are absolutely extraordinary. Yes, that's right. And it, I mean, it starts. It starts at the beginning, yes, it as does. is so often the way. But here, you start with that lovely acoustic yeah, section. Superb, superb, lovely, clean acoustic. Yeah, played to perfection. Um, be- it's a beautiful start, and then Flea comes in and just joins the party and does so, as they do so well. You know, Flea just fills in the gaps, and the gaps are only small. So Flea's, you know, opening sort of gambit is very straightforward. Mm. Just single notes. And it just immediately grabs my attention. I also love, I don't think you can underestimate the power of John Fashante on an acoustic guitar and Anthony delivering that liquid silk. Yeah, exactly. Because also what we're considering here is not necessarily... A lot of my stuff isn't necessarily my favourite John Frusciante guitar parts. No. It's how well does what he's doing serve the song as well. Yeah. And when you're supporting the Swan, and the Swan is on top form like he was across... Well, so much of Stadia. Yeah. Then it's it's superb stuff. You say that, actually, that that acoustic intro is delivered perfectly... For the first time ever then, I think I picked up, on that listen where we listened to it yeah. together, I think I picked up on a slightly bum note. Mm. And I haven't got a timestamp for it because I've only, well, this ever, is, ju- only just noticed this it. Is, this is virgin territory for you. Yeah, I've never listened to John before. <laughs> no, but you've got no, you know, you haven't got your normal plethora of notes. No, 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 no. I will have for my song. Actually, yes. for, I haven't because we're not, these songs, the reason we're doing the second for second for Shante era is because we didn't want to spoil anything any albums we haven't yet spoken of yes. but we did want to do something um, based on and, and shout out to Alex when he emailed us about the beers and got back in touch he said this is a possible idea for an episode yeah yeah indeed uh, and we wanted to do something John based we love John yeah um, but the detail about these songs is in those episodes is in the devil yeah it, 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 the, the detail is in the devil yeah. yes yeah or vice versa. Gosh, was that... No, surely not. What do you mean? <laughs> Could you have delivered a reverse well-known phrase? Possibly. Surely not. Well, it was a tribute to the, um, the, the reverse guitars and bass at the end of this song. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, so yeah, we're not going to spend ages talking about each song. No, but you, you've, got, you've got the opening, and which is just 
pretty. Yeah, it's great. Gorgeous. Yeah. And immediately transfixing for me. Yeah. Then you get the the driving, you know, into the next section of the song. Well, before you get that, uh, the, there's, there's, a, there's a different guitar line, a dropping guitar line for the second part of the verses. Right. Where John, John's playing... But dropping down, doing little flicks and uh, little flicks and little embellishments, like bam, 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 right, bam, right. Bam. Uh, so that's again, that's the acoustic part, but yeah, that's yeah. that's well worth listening out for. Yes, but I, I too love what you're talking about, where it's building to the chorus and the acoustic is strumming that open chord. Yeah, and then, then the electric joins in yes. before it hits the chorus. Yes, it's yeah. great. It's great. It it drives the song on. And gives it the ability to move into the chorus, which is fantastic. Um, love that. And then, of course, you get more of the, the first section, which is fantastic. The, actually, as well, the drums work so well with, with, with what John's doing as well. He, he almost he works across the board here. He's working with everyone. And everything he does is spot on. So you get those sort of snare rolls from Chad that are so well supported by the driving guitar part. Yeah. Brilliant. It really is a, a superb performance on the guitar across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. There's that little interlude where you have those volume swells that sound like trumpets. Yes. That repeating. And then as it goes into that last volume swell, as it's been repeated, they're single note ones. Yeah. It goes into that slightly more chordy one that then moves back into the chorus. It's yeah. a lovely little breakdown. Yeah. And again, it's perfect for that kind of melancholy feel of the song. Yeah. It really it really puts me in mind of of a lone piper or trumpeter perhaps doing I think it's the last call. Or it's taps in America. Mm. You know, bah, bah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. On a hill, silhouetted against the setting sun. Well, yes, I mean, great imagery. Lovely imagery. Um, <laughs> but it is, it, like you say, it's a song that evokes melancholy, but it also has an uplifting quality to it. Yes, it does, yeah, it does. So, so you, you, you're going in, and then I'll skip forward, because as you say, that's what we've got to do. Uh, you didn't say that. Mm. But, <laughs> but it's exactly what I'm thinking. Uh, then, of course, you get the, the wonderful moment where John does a kind of I could have lied style yeah. background solo. Yeah, he, gets, he has that lead line running through. Ah, uh, it? and it's it's what he does so well, and it's it's less I could have lied, which is I would say a full on background outro solo. Yeah, yeah. While yeah. Swan singing. Yeah. This is what actually a lot of my songs are going to focus on is is quite simple but repeating licks. Mm, yeah. But just building, it's just yeah, yeah. A, Again, another yeah. layer. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah, and and if you're already enjoying the song, then there's that you just cannot fail to suddenly go, oh wow, now there's this, and this has just made the song even better. The, it, it it's fantastic. And then as as you get to that sort of crescendo, there's some wonderfully stabby, hmm. downward motions that are just perfectly in tune with Flea. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. It's superb. And also, when you're going in and you're building and you're layering, adding something like, like a lead part like that mm. can be a risk because the song is already that good that if that lead part wasn't so perfect for the song, yeah. it, there's a danger it could, it could detract be from it. detracting and jarring. Yeah. 
and it's neither it's superb it's neither it's perfectly mixed as well so you you do have to you do have to prick your ears and almost search it out once Mm. it comes in uh yeah it's not it's as you say it's not a distraction it's not overpowering in any way no it's it's a perfect complement to what's already happening yeah and then we'll talk about the final phase of the song well you got the outro and here's a sounds like a nylon strung guitar that john's playing and then you get that back all the backwards guitar effects yeah and actually as you listen to it by the end of it that nylon strung well that acoustic guitar perhaps nylon strung guitar does sound like that to me has gone yes and all you're left with is that reverse bass yeah and that's incredible and the reverse lead lines the reverse lead lines and and that happens without you realising really yeah because it's a lovely little touch to come back in with that yeah brilliant and then yeah you're just sort of subconsciously that disappears and you're just left with the backwards which is also brilliant it's very clever because your brain has become attuned to listening to that uh, acoustic part from John. Yeah. And by the time it disappears, your brain is almost putting it in there. Mm, yes. Even though it's disappeared. Yeah. Superb stuff. It's brain play. It certainly is. It certainly is brain play. I'll tell you what, these guys are all absolutely superb. Some others do have them. So, anyway. Hang on. That's, <laughs> that's got to be it. That's got to be it. <laughs> Could not love. Yes. I got it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, that was very, very badly done. Well, delivered. I just wanted to do it before I completely forgot. Right, right. Oh, sure. you've got a point then. Yes, one nil to me. I haven't... Well, maybe I have. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you just confirmed you haven't. Okay, shall we move on to, on to my choice of song? Yes, I would just say once again, Slow Cheater, fantastic, brilliant, great. Yeah, lovely stuff. All right, well, let's actually say what the next song is yeah yeah you've got to say what it yeah, is it has to be announced my first pick yes so it's not my number one no but it is in that top five for perfect guitar contributions is from californication and it's called easily Coming out of Easily there, my first pick for the top uh, Frusciante guitar tunes during his second era. Yes. I absolutely love every part, every single note that that man strikes during that song. Talk to me about how you feel about the main guitar part. What is the main guitar part? The the intro? Well, no, it's sort of very fast strumming. Yeah, I love it because what you get here is that big strident sound for the intro. Yeah, can you can you do it mouthily? I choose not to do it mouthily. Do it mouthily. No, I choose not to. You can just listen to it. Well, just give me the first couple, just to remind me, please. Uh, well, no, because it's chords. You're yeah. going to have to just think of it in your head. Fine. But it's such big. It's just a nicely pushed tone. It's clean-ish, but it's just breaking up a bit. Yeah. 
and it's got some subtle bends in the first bar while it's all going on. Locks in, and once it starts going with the drums, it's, it's big open things. It's less John Frusciante-ish to be playing such big open chords. Yeah. So it's quite a wide open sound. Yes. And it's not the main player during the verses, the guitar at all. No. The bass really does the donkey work. The bass does the donkey work, and shout out to Chad the Myth Smith. For drumming in that song. It is. <laughs> Mate... He is absolutely pounding those skins. Yeah, it's a superb snare sound in, in Oh yeah, in it's, it's, it's very punchy. It's punchy and it's it's, it's sort of infrequent enough that it just has that it just grounds the song. Yeah. It's in, it hit mate and and some of the tom like downward rolls he did not rolls but I'm sure Jack would help us here, but like boom, boom, boom at times. Hitting those drums. Hitting is, them with both is, hands with this, sticks. This is why Jack contacted us in the first place. Come on, Jack. Our, our, descri- our description of the songs were boom, boom, boom. Yes, I mean, when he, does, when he goes boom, boom, boom on the drums, it sounds fantastic. When you're, what you're talking about there is as they move into the choruses, it goes into... John starts drumming very quickly. Yes. While the drums go into a half-time feel and the swan's delivery goes slower into a half-time feel. Yes. What John does is is start playing double time, and he's playing twice as many chords as he has been during the verse. Mm. It's, a, it's a really lovely juxtaposition. It's that against change the up. song slowing down, but the guitar speeding up. Yeah. It's, well, what he's saying is, if you're slowing down, I'm going to speed up. Yeah, and if you're speeding up, I'm slowing down. He's being a bit of a... Bit of a so-and-so, in many yeah, ways. he's been a real swine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what I really like about that. And that's the thing, when I first heard that song, I thought, that especially because, again, we're talking about how do you serve the song? Mm. And working that hard while a swan, with another great delivery, is, is singing those more halftime parts, which, of yeah. course, John then boosts with his, his harmonies. Yeah. Well, as super- you say, I mean, he's working his socks off for very little reward during the, during the verses. Yeah. I mean, massive reward, really. Financially, yes. Financially, massive. Um, recognition it, as one of the world's best guitar players. industry-wide, huge. Yes, yeah, massive. But other than that, very practically little, very little, very little reward. reward. As he come out of that fast double-time section from John, the half-time section for the band, mm. then the drums speed up again. The guitar then takes a back seat again. Yes. But what John is doing there allows the song to release back into those verses when the swan's hitting it and he's starting to sing quicker again. Yeah. It's really nice. Now the solo on this. Song, I mean, yeah, and let's let's. Most people, when they think about the song, myself included, think about the solos. Whether that is for better or for worse. Yeah, you talk about the actual solos. I am in many ways. Yes, I'm talking about the middle of the guitar solo here. Yeah, well, I'm, oh, <laughs> middle of the song solo. Let me finish, please do. But also, let's let's not neglect. The middle of the guitar solo. The middle solo. of the song solo. <laughs> yeah, and, and often I and I did it earlier. Can you I, do it mouthily? I choose not to. Okay. I didn't pick Universally Speaking. I didn't pick the Zephyr song because I think they fall down on solo. Yeah. Whereas here, I think it fits the song perfectly. It's quite a scrappy song and it's quite a scrappy solo. Yeah. And the, the guitar is just that little bit more pushed than I think it is on things like Universally and the Zephyr song. Yeah. Where I love everything else that the guitar does. Right. It's just pushed enough for me to to cut through. And I like... And again, it's serving the song. Scrappy song, scrappy guitar solo. works brilliantly. And it's a song that that feels like it goes at 100 miles an hour. And as you say, the solos, the, you know, much of the guitar work, 
works against the Yeah, pacing. the solo's actually a bit of a respite. Yeah. The, the solo in the middle of the song and the outro solo are a bit of a... do feel like they slow it down. Yeah, yeah. Because you've either got, uh, on the verses, the swan and Chad driving away, Flea driving away, and the swan delivering quite a, a relatively fast meter. Yes. Uh, and when they slow down, you've got John playing those fast bits. So, mm. yeah. But the outro solo is is forefront in my mind when I pick this song. Because yeah, it's, it, it's absolutely superb. What's your thoughts on it? It's absolutely superb. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I think it's absolutely superb. Can I, can, I, can I shock you? You like wine. I like wine. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's brilliant. And the reason it's so good is that you, you we're talking about a Frashante here who was not as technically his, yeah. his, his best. Perfect thing to say. Um, but the, it, the, the layers that we, we deal with here yeah. Yeah. are fantastic. And they just keep on coming. Well, it was the Swan who said at this time that what he loved about it was John wasn't at his virtuoso best. He wasn't, he wasn't to be what he had become during this era. No. But he was always coming up with something beautiful and creative. Yeah. So th- this outro solo is a single, a simple, melodic, single-note lead line yeah. where he then builds upon it. And so from... And the slight difference here, may I just say, to something like Universally Speaking, that just remains layer one... Yeah, yeah. This yeah, yeah. this this has layer one, but doesn't rest there. It, it continues to you know layers three, four, five. Well, you feel like this is its own. Whereas I feel like the university speaking outro solo is is a bit of an anticlimax. Mm. This lead line is a better. Yeah. B slightly more pushed, and C has the build. It's it's the basis on which you then builds upon, and you hear this stuff come in from. All yeah. over your headspace, yeah, and with, and with your headphones on. None of them are complicated. No. They're all as simple as the as as the the one the preceding. Well, that's line. what the Swan was saying, wasn't it? Mm. He's not able at that point to do the virtuoso guitar work that he will later do. Mm. But it sounds absolutely phenomenal. What he yeah. is choosing to do within the limitations at that time. Limitations yes. are set. <laughs> 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 yes, I saw that one coming. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's actually slightly. Pl- <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you set them up, I knock them out of the pack. <laughs> then we both start laughing before you're able to. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's all slightly plinky. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But it's plinky in a good way. Yeah, it's um, positively plinky. Yeah, exactly. And I think we'll leave easily on that note. It's positively plinky. Now, what's your next song? Well, I'm pleased to announce. Let me just get my little booklet. Uh, it's a flowery booklet. Do you like it? Good. A uh, little bit of golden content. Uh, during the mid-80s, flowery booklets were very popular. Carry on. I'll finish uh, that mouthful. Uh, uh, it was on that basis that the Red Hot Chili Peppers were formed. Were formed on flowery booklets. Yes. Uh, right. I'm just going to go in order. You do what you want, mate. Sure. Um, so now we have hay. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mention that on my nearlies, but it's a hell of a tune. Oh, mate, I mean, if you like John Fashante and you like the, the way he plays the guitar, yeah. then I think you're going to love this one. All right, let's check it out. Hey, 
out then of Hay from the album Stadium Arcadium. Yeah, so far I've been firmly, firmly in that era. You've been rooted. What was your first song? Tooted. Uh, Slow Cheater. Yes. Well, you've been rooted and tooted in the stadium and the Arcadium. Root them and toot them. And why have you picked Hay? Well, I mean, obviously, one of my, one of my true John Frusciante favourite moments throughout any era is the solo in Hay. Yeah, agreed. It is fan-bloody-tastic. Yeah. yeah. So, I started there. And then I laid in bed and I had Hay coming... Blind to, drunk. Blind drunk. Blind because the lights were off. Yeah, and drunk. And drunk. And blind drunk. So double blind mm. and drunk. Single, single, single drunk. Single drunk. <laughs> um, and... It's just an incredible song. There's so many good things about it. And dare I say it, this song is dripping in JF. Hmm. If, it, if he's not soothing you with his killer guitar work, hmm. he's soothing you with his beautiful backing vocals. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. And there's, no, there's nowhere to hide on a performance this intimate. No. On a, on a performance that is... So, We've got a lot of clean guitar. Yes. A lot of uh, work where you are playing solo works. Again, a lot of bends, a lot of bend and hold to play other yeah, strings at the same time. Yeah, yeah, That you can get away with, you know, not making those bends quite perfect if you're playing at speed, if you're smothering things in distortion. But when you're that clean and playing this deliberately, yeah, and, and it's that, you know, it's that close to your ear... I, I don't know I don't know about you but I, I obviously you've got the, the the famous you know mistake during the solo um which they left in and I'm glad they did yeah because it adds that sort of organic feel yeah you can it enables you to access that solo in a way which otherwise I don't think you'd be able to you can really get into how John is feeling after that mistake and the extra drive I think it gives it, that extra passion to make the rest of it as good as it can be. And that he you can feel the restraint that he that is required by him after that to not 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 make any more mistakes, but not get you know, not go too fast, not do anything other than deliver the rest of it as best he can. Is, uh, and uh, you know the solo is the solo. We'll, we we can't talk too much about that now. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on the the, the way it opens? I mean, it's yes, yeah, it's, it's a lovely opening with Flea, and then it's got kind of it, all of that kind of verse stuff is very double stoppy, playing two notes at a time. Yeah, and it, and it's a, there's some nice slides. There's some nice just alternating where you're holding, um, where you're switching between between double stops mm. quite quickly but it's a, but it's all all of that stuff is quite easy to play but superbly effective yes and superbly executed yeah yeah i mean you've picked up on on the fact that there's there's something in the solo which wasn't intentional there are a couple of other things here as you just focus on the guitar throughout the song mm. where it's not 100% perfect in air quotes mm. but it doesn't matter no, so it, all of that verse stuff is is, is lovely. Mm. It's a really, really... Again, it's perfect for the song. You've got that lovely kind of uh, wonderful delivery from the swan. Flea doing what he does, because he kind of roots this whole song. 
Yeah, I mean, Flea's performance is, is just wonderfully stable. Mm. It, it, it's not going to be a, a, you know, a baseline that he's going to be remembered for. But no, it, but interestingly, it's a really clever and really, well, it's a great yeah. baseline. It's just not Flea showing off. No, he's not showing off. And actually, the relationship between Flea's baseline here and the drums, for me, seems to be not 100% what you would expect. It's almost as if Chad's really having to work hard to maintain his tempo hmm. based on what Flea's doing. Um, and then, obviously, John comes in and it just all sounds so lovely. And, you know, we've, we've spoken about, and uh, I think it, it has been spoken about as well by other people, about the band having something really nice and something that they really want to pursue. But Anthony not necessarily being... Obviously, it doesn't happen that often. They're prolific. But not necessarily Anthony being able to deliver something that's on a par with the musical parts. But here, I mean, I've chosen double a double dose of Liquid Silk so far tonight. Yes, you certainly have. And we've also talked earlier about a lead line that carries on, that is part of the, the song while the vocals are going on. Yeah. That happens here as well. You get that yeah. interlude where you get a little solo, yeah. which then is actually the main guitar line while yeah. the swan comes back in and sings over the top of that. Yeah. So it's very sparse. It is sparse. And I th- well, I think the, uh, uh, the word you used earlier was intimate and mm. you really, they really do allow you in here. And there's, like you said, there's nowhere for anyone to hide, but there's plenty of room for the listener to feel involved. And that, I think, is a skill in its own right. It's these kind of songs where... Where you'd, you'd feel that close to the band because yeah. of the, the way the song is, because of the nature of the song. Yeah. And the fact that it is, there is space yeah. in this song. There's space, yeah, there's space to get in there. And, I mean, when John comes in with some of his backing vocals, he's almost as if he's yeah. whispering in your ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that feeling listening to this. It's to gorgeous. And then, and then it's samey, but there's those little sprinklings. Like at one point, they, they were sprinkling stardust in my left ear. I'm less keen on that section. But it just gives it the extra body. Mm. I'm not, it's not something I've ever noticed. It's, you have to have a decent quality set of headphones. You do indeed. Um, but, but it just give, it enables it to grow. It just, it, it, I suppose. It, it's not 100% for me that kind of twinkly... Synthy sound stardust. stuff. Yeah, the stardust, if you will. Mm, sure. It's not, it's not my... Um... What about, then, one of my favourite moments is the solo, but also the end of the solo and John just being able to transition back into his nice little... Yeah, that double-stoppy part, yeah. It's incredibly well executed. Yeah, it really is nice. But let's talk about the solo, because here's the first time where it is the guitar tone is then slightly pushed, so it's breaking up a bit more. Mm. You have got the wah-wah playing. And what that and and it's all feel here from John. Yeah. And let's just talk about the vibrato across this song. Because John is a, one of the masters of vibrato. Mm. You hear it on the solo, you you hear it even more on the um the interlude sections. Uh Vibrato GTP, we've we've done it before, but it's it's making it's kind of microtonally changing the pitch of the note as you hold the note. Yes, uh, that's right. I mean, it's a vocal technique as well, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, difficult. Would you care to demonstrate it vocally? No, I'm still no. Working. He, he, uh, desperate, desperate to get me to. to uh, I'm still, I'm still working on my vibrato. It's not. It's not. Um, 
my strongest asset. It's not often I will big myself up as a guitarist, but oh, okay. I, I, I thought do actually, you were going to say as a singer. No, I thought you were going to hit us with some vibrato. No. But uh, one of the things I kind of mastered and... Ha- I won't say mastered anything. One of the things that I learned I could do quite well early on is, yes. is vibrato. Yeah. The master of vibrato is commonly held to be Paul Kossoff from Free. If you listen to the you, solo... I mean, you... The solo from All Right Now yes. is an example of the second half of that solo is full of vibrato and it's, it's beautiful. Uh, I think we said it before on the podcast. Eric Clapton said he was, the, he was the king of vibrato. Well, Eric Clapton said that Eric Clapton was the king of vibrato or that Paul Kossoff was the king of vibrato. He, uh, he, he was uh, gracious enough to, to allow Paul Kossoff that. that uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard you name a guitarist that isn't. Slash Nuno, Peter Buck, or John. Or I was Josh. assuming that the King of Vibrato was going to be, yeah, one of those. And then when he said Paul Kossoff, I was <laughs> absolutely taken aback. I've never heard of him. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he, again, died young, was lost young. But uh, free as a rock blues band are great. Yeah. It's not just all right now. If right. you buy, I mean, I can highly recommend the best of free. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I think that, that is my favourite free album. Yeah. <laughs> and, and mine as well, I think. <laughs> It's got uh, all right now on it, and it's got the hunter. Um, it's got other free songs. Yeah, sure. So yeah, but it's all so featuring like, the masterful vibrato of of Paul Kossoff. Paul Kossoff, yes. Now, this solo has got more vibrato on it, but yes, as I was saying, it's more pushed. It's got the wire on it, and my favourite bit of this solo is when John holds that that high bend and gradually releases it but the wire is pushed forward to accentuate the treble to mm. filter the treble mm. uh, not to filter the treble it's filtering out the bass to leave the treble in right well, I mean when I big... agreed with you about the first point <laughs> yeah. then, yeah, you've yeah. then taken back yeah are you taking that back I'm taking back the agreement and I'm now agreeing with your new what stance what I'm saying now yes. <laughs> <laughs> my new stance on uh, whether the, the treble was filtered out yeah well, which one are you agreeing with? The second one, right? I mean, okay. the first, the first thing you said, I agreed out of sympathy. But yeah, you thought, now, I, now, I did you agree and thought that, that guy yeah, is deluded? Geez, geez, I, I mean, I'm not going to call him out live on air. I mean, yes, and kind of guy, so I'll agree with him. That guy's completely <laughs> that guy's mental. Yeah. Okay, so that's a superb solo, and then after yes, that, the song actually can... winds up reasonably quickly, doesn't it? And it's it's the same kind of double stoppy stuff till the end. But yes, love, lovely. I agree. I wouldn't. Well, I didn't put this in my top five and it didn't you know I didn't write it down on my it wasn't in the conversation that you had with Ben no it wasn't in that debate I had with myself (laughs) no but it's a great song and it's and it's it is again yeah it's one of those songs where the guitars are doing all of the right things all the way through yeah yeah. and I'm surprised it didn't feature more high on my list yeah good I'm glad that you've admitted that you've made a mistake huge cock up yeah but it's it's not just you know the solo is the icing on the cake it's all of the little details it's all of the time you you get hit to spend with john here just doing things technically correct and sounding at his absolute best during a period when he was at his best yes and yes, yes, and yes, backing yes. it up with some absolutely wonderful little backing vocals as well yeah this was uh, this was truly john's time and, and maybe I'll have a, a new era. Well, the, I mean, I was listening to that there, and I, and I just thought to myself, thank God mm. that John is is back in the Chili's. We, ha- we are now living in a world where we are going to soon be treated to a new Chili's album, and on that album, John is going to be playing. And I thought to myself, 
Why is it that we're so excited about John's return? Well, I'll tell you why. Go on, then. It's twofold. A. One. Yeah, he's the best guitarist that the band has ever had. That much is true. And, and we love Josh on this podcast. No, yeah, no, no, no. And, and we love Hillel. Yeah, no, this has nothing to do with those I mean, guys. I love Eric Marshall. <laughs> yeah. B, two, he has a relationship with Flea that's unparalleled. Go on. And three, he sings like C. an... Uh, C. He sings like an, like an angel. Mm, he does. So, thank you for that. That was a superb choice. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Uh, you know, it was all my doing, really. We're moving on to my next choice, which is... Do you just want to talk about my vest? Mm, I'll do it later on. Okay. My next choice is from the album, by the way, and it is Minor Thing. Wow. You got your big pop, Mozart, hot dog, acceleration pop, hot pistol, Jason, get Intimidation, uh, out, get your face and black stop. Motivation, vampire, sugar junket, database and infiltration. So then, as we rage out of minor thing, I think you first want to talk about the, uh, a sponsor, which is... Well, I'm just enjoying this uh, beer that came from the box provided. Uh, it is a steam killer cucumber ale. That seems a bit weird. It's Canadian, it's an ale, and it's deeply infused with cucumber. So I'm just going to uh, have a sip to the mouth. Go on. I mean, that is... I'll be honest. That's like something I've, I've never tried before. It's refreshing. Hmm. Well, that's a cucumber. On a summer's eve such as this. And we will now mention your vest. You're sat in a vet, an incubus vest. Yes, it's a black vest with incubus written on it. I got it when we saw incubus at the Alley Pally, in fact. Really? Yes, in oh, London. Mate. Um, oh, I saw the Moscone Cup at the Alley Pally. Mm. Where did you get dropped off? Uh, when we, no, I didn't. I used to um, park on my drive, whatever it's called. I parked on someone's drive. Oh, right. Yes, but you must have then got either a taxi or... No, it was so close, we walked. Really? Yeah. Very good. £10, park on someone's drive. I'd been drinking Strongbow Cider all the way up, so when we got to this person's house, we were just supposed to park and go. Oh, what did you do? Well, I had to knock on the door and use their lavatory. Oh, no. Yes. I'm not proud of it. No. Anyway, back to the cucumber ale. Very nice, refreshing, and something a little bit different. I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love... Well, you appear to be loving the cucumber ale. I'm more of a straight-down-the-middle man. I'm about to get myself involved in in some of the world beers. Yes. They're just now in the deep freeze because, do you know, Blue Coolbox simply didn't chill them deep. If I said to you... Uh, beer can sandwich. Oh, what? Yes, you're saying bacon sandwich in... No, you're saying beer can. Um, that is a Jamaican accent. Yes, I know. Because you are about to embark upon a Jamaican, Jamaican odyssey. I am, I am. But pre that odyssey... Yes, we've just done what we're here to do. We listened to Minor Thing, and that was my choice. It's in my top five. Like Easily, it's got, quite, it's got similarities to Easily. It has. I was, I was slightly surprised by the similarity at first mm. but there is a little bit more 
here to get your teeth into. Yeah, as you go into it, there's there's a fair bit of similarity because it starts again. It's a lovely driving, cleanish guitar tone. Yeah, uh, it's not as pushed as the tone on easily. No, it's a bit thicker and it's than a bit more prominent easily. as well. Yeah, yeah, certainly. When you're going into the verses, it is. It's certainly the, the, the much more dominant than the guitar part comes in the verses and easily. Yeah. But it's got that classic JF feel to it, that classic Frusciante feel where he's doing chord embellishments. Towards the end, when you were listening to it, you were kind of playing along to those, mm. just adding a note here or there yourself, weren't you? But those lovely little... Yeah, just little... I, mean, I, as you know, I'm not a guitarist. No. And I was doing that first strummy action. Yeah. And I got an achy wrist after about one or two verses. Because I would have thought your wrist had been far more practised in. I'm obviously not spending enough time uh, uh, playing the guitar. No, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, quite. Qu- quite, my dear. But moving past how much time you spend playing the playing guitar, the guitar <laughs> <laughs> shall we talk about how John actually plays the guitar? Yeah. Because you go into the, the, the ooh bits and then you go into the, the more rappy parts... And again, it's changing it up. So Flea here on the rappy parts is playing half type, more of a, a half type, like dunk, 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 dunk. Finally vocalised something. Yes, he's done it audibly. Yeah. And John goes into double time strumming with those, yes. and then with those lovely quick move ups to the different chords. Well, that's that, right. That in the does. way he yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And so, when he when he opens them up in some way, I don't know how to describe it more than that. Really, it just it it it's so welcoming. Yeah, because the swan tightens up on his delivery as well. Yeah, yeah, on those on those kind of on those rappy bits, and then. Much like easily, as it goes back into the verses or the verse musically, that verse section, yeah, it's a release again, yeah. And what I love that lead line at fifty seconds, it's it's one or two bends, simple bends. This song has a very specific tone for the lead. You'll yes. you'll not the guitar solo, but the little lead parts throughout the song and the the outro lead is a lovely distant kind of sound. You know the single note outro solo, yeah. Yeah, a distant sound. Yeah, and distant yet present. Yes, which that, it has to be. It that, must be, and that's the skill. That's the skill. And there is also a point where John is all, is is accompanying himself with his his backing vocals, where where he's doing the ah yeah. ah ah, and he's playing. So he's the only vocalist at that point, mm. and he's obviously the the feature instrument. It's all JF. It's all JF. I mean, is this one there, possibly? Well, rumour has it he was there. Oh, he was there. Um, he normally is. <laughs> Let's talk about the solo then, because this is a, a solo for the ages. Mm. Boom. And, and of the ages. It's, it's a big muff. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> that he's playing through. A big muff um, distortion pedal. It's a very slain tone, this solo. Well, famously slainy. Because you're coming out of recording this album into those slain era gigs. Yes, yeah. This is the tone that you're hearing I think on the solos slain on the Zephyr song. You're hearing on 
You got your hand up. Go on. Testament to Sloan that it's now an entire era. It's Sloan. No. <laughs> it's not called Sloan. <laughs> Sorry, Sloan Stevens. Uh, testament to Sloan that it's an era. It's got its own era. Yeah. It has. And, it's, often, and, and as many eras are, often misquoted, misnamed. Well, I'm a 1991 man. Yeah. Sloan, that's I'm my a, era. I'm a huge fan of, of the uh, Jurassic era. Hmm, so am I. And I like the... Cretaceous era. Yes, indeed. Like that. I mean, they're long eras. Yeah. Lot L- longer than the Slane era. Longer than the Slane era. But this era, guitar yeah. solo is it's something else. It's, that, it's very classic for Shante. Mm. It's that sound. It's big bends. It's a very heavy pick attack on repeatedly the same <sighs> wow. notes. Very heavy pick attack. It really is a very heavy pick attack. Oh, we could get that on the t shirt, couldn't we? Very heavy pick attack. Very heavy pick attack. What's your favourite What's your favorite type of pick attack? A very heavy pick attack. <laughs> But it's that John Fashante play, repeatedly playing the same note. You can really hear the plectrum on the string. Yes. And well, that's crucial, I think, in any. Love it. I've put down here very slow tone. Very heavy pick attack. And you the outro. You can really hear the pick on the string. You really can. I mean, this t shirt's getting. There's too much text on it now. Yeah, it's too texty. It's too wordy. The outro solo is. And we'll reference easily again, which had a repeating. A, a repeating lead line this mm. one's a lot simpler mm. but it does build like easily did this time the building is done more by the synth sounds and the big bassy yeah. keyboard sounds yeah but it's still john rooting the crescendo of the song in a simple one note lead line yeah and and that's the that really is the wonder of this song is the the, the effectiveness of simplicity hmm. he, he's building on what's gone before and it feels like a, a huge, you know, mentally, it feels like something really big. But actually, as you say, it's it's just very, very good choices being made. Yeah. Well, your ear, your ear is set up for that outro um, lead guitar tone. Yeah. Because you have heard it just a couple of times yeah. during the song already, doing very simple bits, but leading you into next parts of yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes in at the end... You're ready for it. Yeah, and and all of those quick strumming things that are still going on... It's that quick, still it's there. That quick stuff happening against a slow lead line again. Yeah. So, great song. I love Minor Thing as a tune. I love, all, I love everything about the guitar. Playing. I'm deeply in the camp of... I like the guitar work. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Minor Thing as a song. Fair play, mate. Can't I don't know whether it. I said that on the initial album. Unknown, because I think I'm, I'm going to change my opinion on a couple of things. But that's fine. Your opinions can change. Well, like, well, that's the beauty of personal evolution. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so what's your next track then? Well, give oh, me, let me have a mouthful of beer and you tell me what Sure, I'll just go into my flowery notebook. So uh, once again, uh, we enter the notebook here. And my next... So these are the two songs that have been written one on top of the other because it was Pitch Black, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were blind, blind drunk. And I'm going to go for We Believe. The curtain is open I had to put open Now we will come clean it We've seen it, no, no, I know, I said no, no, it's like a dream that far away into the night where we can 
Coming out of We Believe then, and first thing we're going to do is both get a fresh sponsor on board. I'm very, very excited by mine, but Sam, who's yours first? Mine is a beer called Manen... Manen Fliede. Of course it is. Manen Fliede. Flee? I don't know. It's... A flea a day? My, my advice to whoever makes this beer is to use a more legible text. Yes. But I like the stickers. It's very the stickers nice are pink, pink sticker. and yellow. Yeah. Um, right, give me the opener. There's the opener. It's, um, there's very little information on it. It says on the back, Aline Vor Eiden Ean. Ean. That's enough out of you now. Yeah. Okay. I'm very excited to be. This is a real pleasure, isn't it? Just drinking beers yes. that are provided for us. Your oh, thought like was terrible. I'm opening. <laughs> I got that with a pair of a boots. Red Stripe, which is yes my favourite. He has always said this. My favourite uh, lager beer to drink in the world. So pleased to see one included in the box. Second only to. Do you know what my second one is? Is it Mane Flidide? Nope. It's oh. Carib. Oh, Carib, yeah. It's Trinidad and Tobagan. Trin- Trinidadian and Toboggan. <laughs> yeah. Shall we both? We'll clink and then we'll sink. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, and thank you, Alex. Agreed. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I mean, I don't, I don't quite how to describe that. It's, a, it's six, so it's strong as. Um, and it's mouthfeel, aggressive to the absolute maximum. Do you find it thicker? Ah, there's a prominent flavour. Actually, to... when Sam came in with these beers, and <laughs> yeah. said, this one's six. I said, well, you're not drinking that one. Yeah, he yes, said, I maybe am. you shouldn't drink that. Yeah, I said, yes, I'm, I'm about to drink it. <laughs> So I back down. I apologise if my my content becomes less golden. Let it be silver content. <laughs> it's, silver at best. Yeah, it could become could be bronze uh, or lead. Lead content. Seaweed. <laughs> seaweed content. <laughs> yeah. I just took to the mouth a red stripe. It was absolutely delicious. Let's talk about we believe then. So, Where did this no, come from? More. Because uh, it's, it's a, a stadium arcade. Brilliant choice. But where did it come from? Out of your brain. Well. I was researching this particular... Um, Are all your songs off Stadium Arcadium? <laughs> no. Um, I can't... You can't look I at can't his possibly divulge. Um, I was... Re- the thing is, once you... What I found when I was researching this, once you get into a, you know, a groove of listening to an album, it's very difficult to break away from it. And the quality on Stadium is so deep and so true... Um, we believe is not a song that I would necessarily list off immediately as one of my favourite chili songs. But guitar wise, well, guitar wise, I was absolutely transfixed. Yeah, and there are so many different elements to it, and so much going on. And also, you know, I I, I won't deny that I was taken in by some of the other components. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that. It's it's almost always in the background of the right ear. It's not that prominent, but there are times when it is prominent. The guitar, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just it, it, I find I was it mesmerised by it. It's a, yeah, mesmerised is a great word. So I was going to say it's a hypnotic song. Yes, that first guitar line is is a hypnotic guitar line. Yes, that repeating guitar line. What I love is as the swan is singing and coming halfway through the verse. 
John throws in a little bit more, a higher note. He starts playing a note on the, sounds like it's on the top E string. Yeah. So he's just adding to that. It's, it is a mesmeric line. It is. It's a really interesting song. And the lead here, the lead, uh, the style of the lead guitar playing is similar to a song that I'm going to pick next. Okay. It's, it's not there for, uh, to show off. No, no, no. It's all placed in exactly the right places. And there's a lot of feedback. Like one of the breaks yes, the, is just at one note yeah. that feeds back. With the, with, and the, and the, there's a Leslie, the Leslie speaker to the rotating speaker. Mm, which we know which all you about. Hear it, which you hear it um, speeding up. It's, it's the less is more approach. Yes, it is. And the, 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 thing, the, thing, the thing that sort of really struck me about this song is, is the way the guitar not only works with, with the bass, it's, it's the relationship it had with the vocal. There's, nothing struck me more strongly skipping right to the very end yeah the the absolute quality of the decision to almost sort of liquefy the swan's delivery in unison with the guitar sounding mm. that way at the end of such a an incredible crescendo to literally turn the swan's delivery into liquid silk yeah yeah it was it, and you know we're in 2021 now yeah. and this album is 2007 it's 16 years old there or thereabouts <laughs> I was going to say circa circa, circa 2007 and but, approximately 16 years old but just unbelievable depth and the the commitment to the art that must have been needed to create an album of this size and that is why it's going up in my estimation even further you've listened to this quite recently haven't you Yes, <laughs> but, but, but you are enjoying it. I am enjoying it, and but a song like "We Believe," you know, it's an album. Just, just, I mean, there, there's so track, many yeah. album tracks on this yeah. album because it's there's so many. Because there's so many tracks on the album. But there's the attention to detail, Ben. Well, what's cool here is as it kicks into the chorus, the guitar doesn't do anything mind blowing for this chorus. That hypnotic riff from the verses yeah. is slightly changed because the the, uh, the the for the chorus. It is then distorted, so it kind of ramps up the power. Yeah. But it's just two strings. It's a really, really... Si- Rhythmically, it's very inventive. Mm. But, but, the you know, there's no complicated parts to this song particularly. No. It's just about knowing what is right for the song. And that's why I love the fact you've picked this song as for, uh, for this episode. Mm. Because everything that is done on this song fits for this song. Yeah, yeah. Same job. Yeah. And... And that that's that going back to you know what I said before the the level of the, the attention to detail is what what strikes me and and it is just perfection as you say it's not necessarily difficult stuff but it's it's the right stuff it's the right it's the right stuff you've got the right stuff baby i love the way you turn me on you've got the right stuff baby right. you're the reason why i sing this song said new kids on the block I think that's very pertinent to this discussion. Right, I, I didn't know whether you that was... So, a, you look genuinely scared. Didn't know whether that well, was a lyric or not. But I stared you in the eye and said, I love the way you turned me on. Yeah, you I was know, thinking... You sat in your vest like that. Yeah, <laughs> drinking a... A, man a 6%. And, a 6% pinky. I thought, this guy is turning me on. <laughs> this guy's doing the right <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I love that little interlude. Like, bow, bow, bow. Mm. 
bam, mm. bit, where you've got those, again, the, oh, double, the, the double stops, and you have just a little bit of lead. And it's very, as the bam, next bam, song bam, I'm going to pick, yeah. it's very pronounced and it's not subtle. It's not a subtle lead sound. It's quite an aggressive stadium, arcadium era sound mm. because you don't get that sound on anything else that he did before. No. Any other chilies that he did since because he hasn't bothered. No, well, he left. He left. But it's, um, as you say, it's, and, and, and the swan is feeling it. Mm. Oh, the swan even goes woo at one point. Yeah, well, he goes woo into the, into the sort of mini solo. And that, that, you know, there's a lot of really, really sort of big solos on stadium, but there's also these kinds of just perfectly placed micro solos. Yeah, yes, I agree. And here's another example of, of building that we talked about for a lot of the songs we talked about so far. As we're going in towards the end of the song, and you've got the chorus going with that kind of heavily, that distorted main chorus line on the guitar. You also have a couple of other guitars underneath it playing little lead lines across the ears. Yeah. So again, you've got relatively simple stuff being done, but it's just being built on. And this is the era, the, the virtuoso era, that we hear so much about. Yeah, exactly. But you're exactly. still maintaining the still- ability to know what's right for the song. Not everything has to be... a has to be a, a you know go crazy wank fest. Oh, dear me! Well, that's absolutely right, and that's what I lo- that's what I love about Stadium. There's so much to pick apart. There's so many things going on. You can focus on one thing, and you do. I, we do have to stress. You do need a decent set of headphones. You do. Headphones you, do. you do. Um, so come on, everyone! If you haven't already, go out and invest in a decent pair of headphones. Listen. It's not going to be cheap, but it will be worth it. That is the universally speaking promise. And I will quote Leonardo DiCaprio and catch me if you can. I concur. Mm. Now, let's move on to my next pick. Yes, which is? Which is a Stadium Arcadium song. Wow. Stadium Heavy. This song is called Come On Girl. Oh. Coming out there of of C apostrophe Mon Girl, yes, yeah. <laughs> what I mean, what a tune, and I'm I'm so pleased you picked We Believe because I see so much similarity in the approach that John took for those two songs. Yeah, actually consider them to be very much brother and sister tracks. Okay, well you know I, I, I it always pleases me when you're pleased with me. Well, I am pleased with you, so I'm pleased. Good. I love that lovely fluid intro at the beginning it's a really hard technique to do what john's doing there because he's playing a chord but only playing certain parts of the chord and really yeah. really working hard it's a very smooth kind of sweeping strumming technique right up and down the strings and then it's juxtaposed with when the swan comes in he moves straight to that kind of muted staccato line yeah. matching against the swan yeah so immediately you've got two really interesting guitar parts 
Yes, and you've got uh, well immediately you've got those two interesting guitar parts, and you've got the added interest of what the Swans doing. Yeah, so it's. I mean, and, and he's he's working really again, serving the song. He's he's working really well with the Swan as mm. he drops out of the kind of sweeping strumming into well, the into the single note line. Yeah, and a lot is made of John's relationship with Flea, which is obviously, you know, crucial and. Very important. It's crucial it? and important. I agree. <laughs> yeah, um, but John's relationship with the Swan. Yeah, you know, and and what, the what inter- they do yeah. together. The interplay. The interplay here is great. Yeah, and it's it's all about serving the song. At thirty-five seconds, there's a little, just a little, a little trill, which just adds to the song but doesn't distract the ear, mm. and it's a, an indication of how the lead guitar is going to sound moving forward. Mm. Thirty-nine seconds. Timestamps. It's a change to the style. It's similar to what's earlier, but he starts stopping on those kind of sweepy strums. He goes, diddly-dum, And there's definite endpoints. So he's taken what he's already done and is just adding another style of playing and another way of doing that. Again, keeping the ear... Already, three different things happening. We haven't even reached the chorus yet. No. I mean, can I ask you a serious question? Yes. Do you think that John is magic? No. Right. I think he's a really good guitarist. But he's not magic. No. I, I don't think there is such a thing as actual magic. Human magic. Yeah. Magic in, in the form of a human. I think there is sleight of hand. Yeah. Oh, okay, so we're going to styles of magic now. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. But can you actually make someone disappear, for example? Yes. No. Oh, right. You've watched the flipping The Prestige. I have. It's a wonderful film. You know, that. we won't spoil it. But you know that it, there is no magic, and that film proves it. Well, that's true. I mean, you can't physically pull a rabbit out of a hat if it's not already there. Exactly. <laughs> but if it's in there, then you can. <laughs> yeah. But that's less it magic. Very, it very much depends on what your goal is. If it's to pull a, an existing rabbit that's already in a, a hat, out of a hat, then yes, you can do that. Yeah, then by all means, go ahead and do that. But don't claim that you're pulling a rabbit that isn't already in the hat. Out of said hat. hat. No. And if you are saying that, don't have it put on the stage so the audience can't see inside the hat. Mm. I mean, these days, I mean, in the old days of magic, Perspex probably didn't exist. But now you can just use a Perspex hat. You can. Uh, But we've seen in the Prestige that they went through a lot of canaries. They went through a lot of little birds. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, they kept getting flattened in the Well, cage. it's not just in magic that the Canaria suffered, of course. Of course. It was during. The tragic losses during the mining. The, the mining industry used the Canary as a sacrificial lamb, so to speak. Why didn't they use lambs? I don't know. They're much bigger. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> you try leading a lamb down you, a mine. You, you pop a lamb on your shoulder. No, you you've got to cage. What animal you're using, you have to cage. Oh, you don't have to keep it on your shoulder. That's a pirate. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pirate. That's a pirate. Yeah, yeah. No. Who are? I'm going down the mine with, with me, with me budgie. No, with a parrot. And a canary. You just did a farmer, not a, <laughs> not, not oh, a yeah. pirate. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so <laughs> that farmer's much more likely to take a lamb down than a parrot. Yeah, well, use what you've got. We've drifted. The last thing you want to do, of course, is if you're a beef farmer. Take so a cow down <laughs> I mean, that, the, the thing is, cows... Well, what are, if you raise elephants? Well, an elephant farmer, if only we had more of them. Mm. Um, Cow farmers, of course. Cows are much likely to be able to sustain much more of the poisonous gas than probably a human gas. Well, they emit emit more of the poisonous gas. 
But yeah, but the point is the birds die quicker than a man will. If you go down the elephant, for example, yeah, then you will die before the elephant. Yeah, the elephant lives on and clogs up the The elephant won't get out. No, but, it wait, but it's not a good one. Well, you won't system. get in either. So <laughs> <laughs> there's lifts aren't built for elephants. There's shitloads of elephants just outside the mine. And a lot of dead canaries. A lot of dead canaries and a few cows. So the chorus here yes. on on the Sea of Mongol is not my favourite chorus on How a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Come on, girls, get it right. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. He's, he's doing it audibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's not mine. Either. But and it, I don't think it's—I don't think anyone would claim it's the it most inventive. But it suits what John wanted to do the song because John wrote most of this song and told you know showed Flea the bass part. Flea says it's one of the hardest bass parts to play. Mm, no, it's very but difficult. John wanted to get those heavy metal choruses into this album. He did so mm. on Danny California. He does on this. Mm. Now, if you're serving the song, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Later on in the song, in the lead into the chorus, you have those big distorted unison bends going into it, and later on across the song, you have kind of siren there's a siren like backing vocal but there's also siren like unison bends really kind of subtly off in one of the ears yeah it works for for the song so so far what i love about the guitar parts in this song is a lovely fluid intro one the staccato nature of what he does against the swans delivery b the way that he then starts changing that fluid guitar part later on in the verses three i think the chorus is perfect for the song d four and then these verse leads that you get, much like we believe, are have a certain process sound to them. Yeah. And on this song, you get multiple guitar lines, even during the verses, working together and against each other, mm. coming in from different ears. Well, that's right. And it's really well built up. That's what struck me was actually the, those layers... Of guitar in in a in a time of in a moment of the song that isn't even that striking really no and and you and he's he's layering well, we're, mid, we're mid verse yeah yeah and you, you, I I almost thought to myself well how did he decide that that was enough how did he decide that layer one layer two and layer three were absolutely brilliant which they are but there was nothing else required it, I, it's 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 staggering and. We know that John was on fire, metaphorically mm, speaking. Thank God it wasn't literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Um, that's why when you're dealing with a musician of that talent, you should always keep a fire extinguisher close by. Um, but this is just... Un- some of this stuff is, is unbelievable. It's just... I always think to myself, Ben, ben could always... You, Ben... Yeah. Could, I, I imagined that when you said Ben, it was me. It was you. Uh, ben, Ben. People say to me, I say Ben can play the guitar. He's a guitarist. Yeah, and I, and that for me is a given. And I don't think about the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of practice that you gave up to become the guitarist that you are. And when you think about the Chili's, you just think about John. And you think, yeah, he's a virtuoso guitarist. He's a wonderful musician. Everything that he does, he set the time in, put the hard yards in. But it's so easy to fall into that trap of just think, of thinking, yeah, that's that's. John Fashionzo is a genius. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't just born that way. No. He, he worked his socks off. Yeah. He hasn't even I, got I think, any socks I think now. some people... No, he's sockless now. Yeah. But I think with these kind of people, with the true musical geniuses, a lot of the time it is a combination of 
working yes. really hard, but a lot of na- a lot of natural flair, natural ability, and also that kind of natural ability will get you so far. Yeah, but it's that it's that sitting down and practicing, which we know John did. Well, that's right. That's that, right. That will that will put you over. The well, top. I, I, for example, am someone who relies on natural ability rather than hours of practice. I can, I can vouch for that. When I sing, I you know I don't. In the hours well, of now you are because you're taking singing lessons. Well, I am, but still not as much as I should. When I play the cajon, for example, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a decent Natural cajon player. Flair. But I don't ever sit down and practice playing the cajon. I just when I play it, I play it. But yeah, John is the is the epitome of both. He's naturally gifted and he's prepared to put in, put the in charts, extreme yeah. amounts of practice. I love the we're talking about those guitar harmonies. There's a timestamp for this: one forty, where those guitars are really working with the swan. And then there's a lovely rake into the unison bends into the chorus. Now, uh, after that chorus that comes after 140, listen to the way. It's quite subtle here, but he rakes across the muted strings. We've talked about this before. We have. It is where you mute the strings, but you play across them into something. Yeah. So he plays across those strings into then mm. the strings that he does the unison bends on. Lovely, smooth piece of guitar playing. And that is a, an, a level of natural playing as well. To be able to do I think, that. Oh yeah, I think it's difficult to teach that kind of thing. Yeah. You either kind of have a feel for that or you don't, I think. This guitar solo on this song is always been something I've enjoyed. Over the years, listening to Stadium, and certainly when we were talking about Stadium previously, it really came to the forefront in my thinking about what a good guitar solo can be. Yeah. And this is wide open spaces i absolutely love John's i'm in a here. wide open space thank you manson manson uh manson yeah no not manson 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 well manson yeah i love but on this song this yeah. solo yeah. lovely use of uh wide open space i'm in a wide open space thank you manson manson no manson manson Yes. But back to this and this solo. Mm. What I love about this is the use of, well, the wide open space. I'm in a wide open space. Thank you, Manson. Manson. No, Manson. Manson. Well, yes. What I love about this solo is the use of that. (laughs) 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 I was ready to go again. I didn't know whether you had the balls for it again. <laughs> I love the use of that wide open space. I'm in a wide open space. <laughs> I love the feedback control here. This solo starts with a, a, a volume swell, which is already bringing that feedback in. The touch here to control that feedback as well. Mm. I think this is playing... Um, is this using the modular <clears> synthesizer <throat> on the solo? Mm. I just would like to confirm... That I finished the Man and Lief Day. Oh, good. It's uh, it was an aggressive experience and one which I probably won't Will repeat. Will not repeat. No. This guitar solo has. I'm not saying that again. But the, con- <laughs> <laughs> but the control that John wields on this instrument over the, throughout this solo is. It's it's almost not a guitar solo. It's just it's just noise. And when you listen to it, it's travelling across the ears. That that moment between. 2 minutes 34 and 2 minutes 41 mm. seconds, mm. which is three and a half bars, mm. where he's just holding one fed-back note mm. and the feedback is building across the ears, yeah. is, is a masterclass on how to not do what's expected 
in a song for a guitar solo and to do something completely different but still completely brilliant. Mm. And this is very possibly my favourite John Frusciante guitar solo. Wow, and that, that, that speaks volumes. It does. Do you think, and this is a, a question that I've often wondered about, you know those sort of wooden sculptures you get? Um, do you think John, when he, di- when he sadly will pass away, do you think he'll turn into a wooden sculpture with, of a man holding a guitar? <laughs> Have you, did you say you finished the six percenter? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll refer you back to the magic question, but we won't talk about this one for so long. I'm just going to say no. <laughs> so he won't turn into a wooden sculpture? No. No, I, I think you're, you're probably... Mad no, person, I mean, my, my, I was going to say no as well, so... Okay. We're both agreed on that one. <laughs> the outro side of this song is one... What I love about the end of this song is that it feels very live. I did just say that, didn't I? I'm not sure. <laughs> it feels live. You've got John... You've got the swan in the background just going, freestyling yeah. over the top. At the end of it, you've got Chad putting in an extra snare beat, which I'm not sure is meant to be there. It just feels like they're ending it when they're, they're looking at each other in the studio. Trying to, to finish it. Yeah, and yeah. John is just saying, right, at this point, I'm just going to go wild. Mm. Normally, as you know, I don't particularly like that kind of just g- crazy solo. No. But I think for this song, which is why I picked it, I think it works perfectly. Well, and I think that's, that really is very noble of you. Thank you. To take a, a style of solo that you don't normally like. But to say it does work in yeah, places. It works here. Yeah. yeah. It works in the live, the live setting, which I feel the end of the song feels like. Mm. Right. That was uh, C apostrophe Mongol. Sam, yes. what's your next one? Okay. You, what, have we, what have you cracked open? I've just you... cracked open a can of La Bella Lola. La Bella Lola. La Bella Lola. Premium handcrafted beer made with love in Barcelona. Oh, it's Spanish. Yeah, it's a span. Uh, sorry, where did you think it was from? Wait, la bella lola sounds Italian, surely. Oh yeah, well it does if you say it like that. It, if you say it in Spanish, it sounds like this. You can't. La bella lola that sounds Italian. <laughs> sure. You can say you haven't got a Spanish accent in you. Of course. Go on then. Barcelona. That sounds like an Italian <laughs> saying Barcelona. <laughs> right, quickly taste it and we'll move on. No, it's only four percent, which is good because I've just had a six percenter. Brother, do it. Okay. Into the mouth she goes. Mouthfeel. Superbly supreme. Fine. Taste? Agreeable. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What's your next one? This is your penultimate one. So this is, this is not your number one. It's not my penultimate one. I've still got three on my list. That's impossible. Right. You've fine. done three. Okay, well, I'm not going to... I'll delete one because I know that you've chosen it. So this one that I'm about to choose is... Surely you've done three. Say, you've done three Stadium Arcadium songs. Yeah, I know. I've got six on my list. All oh, right. Well, delete the one. But I know my sixth one is a repeat with you. Okay. Because you, you I gave me the eye. So I'm going into a song which I truly adore, which is Save the Population. Oh, what a tune. Interesting choice. But, a, I mean, I was just going on um, album tracks, but you've gone... Well, I just thought you said... The yeah. era. It's fine, yeah. You said the Sloan era. So yeah, I did. So you picked a Sloan era song. Yeah.
name of the breaking bomb, your favorite ingenue. This the distant dawn. Coming out of Save the Population, then. First of all, just to quickly announce, I'm now drinking an, a, a Japanese Asahi or Asahi. Uh, yes. Um, my, fa- my, my drink of choice at Wagamama's. Your favourite Japanese lager. But yes, it certainly is. And a shout out to our brother, who uh, is now... Nuke! A- there you go. Now is a podcast listener. Yeah, so he will hear that. And uh, he taught me how to pronounce it. And if I... It was a long time ago, but I think it's pronounced Asahi. Yes. Well done. Okay, and you're now drinking still at La Bella Bola? I'm still having a drink of La Bella Lola. Okay, save the population. Save the population. I've just tried to start singing in Italian. It's very difficult, unless you sing um, just one cornetto. Oh, yes, which is, of course, English. What a (laughs) tune. Yes. Well, it's singing... In an Italian accent. Just in one cognetto. That's not Italian. What a song. I hope oh, you sing it in Italian. Then. I won't. I refuse right. to vocalise it. I've not put... This wasn't on my radar. And I was going to think we haven't even spoken about this song, Shit, but of course we have. You radar to do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, That's I've a, had songs incoming and left, and right, and centre. impressive investment. <laughs> <laughs> Sat there at his radar. <laughs> Having different second-era John Frusciante songs coming, I've been redirecting them to different albums. Yeah, yeah, impressive. Yeah, land on... Uh, One song entering the airspace of another song. Yeah, quickly. please move apart. Please <laughs> yeah. gain altitude, uh, this velvet glove, because Dost is just is on a collision <laughs> course is with just you. coming into land. Yeah. But save the population. Yes, of course. What a song. Mm. What a song. And it's a lot of single line, single note work here from John as well. Mm. Nice kind of delay or a bit of delay or a a big long reverb. It sounds a bit more like a mixture of two. Who knows? Sounds great. A big long reverb. A big short delay. A small short delay. It's such a great um, inventive song, guitar wise. Well,. If I There's had to... not a foot put wrong here. No, there isn't. And if if John was dressed up as an imp hmm. while playing this, I don't think it would be out of place. He's constantly dancing around, doing little cheeky little moves. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you think an imp does, then you're absolutely right. He wouldn't be out of place dressed as an imp because that is what he's doing. He is just, again, he's just throwing in little tricks and licks and fills. Yeah. That add to the song. There's nothing. Subtly. There's nothing drivey. No, no, and there's nothing ostentatious about this performance. Wow, and uh, great for you to mention ostentatious. The great use of the word. He's ostentatious. a lovely chap. Yeah. What? Oh, Os. Austin. <laughs> oh, Austin. Mister Tatious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, good old Austin. But there's nothing ostentatious about no, no. about this song. And well, and and if Austin had played on this song. I'm not sure he would have done anything differently. Well, I think he did actually play on that song. He did. And they stripped him out in the mix. Yeah. Because well, they, they realised all this stuff was too ostentatious. <laughs> yes. The, the, the importance of the acoustic guitar has become uh, more noticeable to me just on that listen. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, say that again. The importance of the acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Later, it starts off, I think, maybe on the, on the I was first thinking chorus. about ostentatious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really pleased with myself. Yeah, well, well done. We've got a little Philip Lead work. 
um, Dolly track. Austin Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting more and more like the Garbage Pal Kids. Yeah, this is just wonderful As stuff. we go along. Yeah. Uh, so, by the end of it, actually, the acoustic guitar is the dominant force. That's right. Yeah. And, it, it, and it's a subtle and gradual build. I mean, we talk about subtle and gradual build a lot, don't we? We certainly do, Sam. Uh, and it is so important, but what John does here, and actually I feel just away from the guitar, I feel like John holds back a lot more on the backing vocals here. You're not there are, to talk there, about the backing vocals. Okay, sorry. Uh, there are some, but not as many as I thought there would be, uh, or could be. Well, it, it becomes much, much more prominent at the end, doesn't it? Which is, it's a one, it's a oh, great end. Mate, when, when, when I was in my full John Frusciante obsessive era. In your pomp. In my pomp, I just adored the end of this song. Hearing him sing so freely and so true. I still adore the end of this song. I know I do too, but I adored it even more back then. I think this is a really good choice of guitar, of an example of not a note put wrong in a song. Yeah, not a note in your face. No, exactly. It's all very subtle. It's all. It's just a beautiful, clean tone. He plinks and plonks. Yeah, and everything about that plink and plonk is perfect. Yeah, yeah, and it's it. And, and, and let, before we leave this song, you know, we say that obviously John does fantastic work throughout. He does. It's also a wonderful p- performance from this one. Uh, I think lyrically, it's really good. It's really inventive. It's really evocative. Um, Chad is wonderful, and Flea is He's really good. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Chili songs. Yeah, no, it's one of mine, and and it's better than the other one. Oh, yeah. Miles better. Fortune Faded. Oh, no. It's not. I take back what I said. I love Fortune oh, what Faded. What were you thinking? I don't know. I was just agreeing with you. I was yes and <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll go on to my next song. Wow. I think Save the Population is a different beast to Fortune Faded, but I do well, love them it both. Is, but I, yeah, don't get me wrong. I like Fortune Faded, but... Sounds it, like you can't stand it. No, no, I, I like it, but I No, love, you yes and. I love Save the Pop. If I say you, you, you can't stand Fortune Faded, you, you agree with me. Oh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> this is how we get, get in trouble. Sorry, I just said, Lol has given him a gas attack. Okay, so it's my penultimate song now. Presumably you have a number one ready to go after this. I do. All right, we'll have to toss a coin or thusly to see who goes first on the number ones. Toss, yes. My, um, Paul Tossoff. My, my penultimate song is Don't Forget Me. Oh, mate. Do you know what? Is that your number one? No. Uh, I'm so, I didn't include it um, because I felt like it was too much of an obvious choice. Hmm. But I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon that you have included I'm sorry to be so predictable. <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> As we sit here so lovely, once again. Summery lovely. So summery and so lovely. We come out of Don't Forget Me 
I think if we do an episode of this style for the Swan, that tune will be on there because before well, we can't we, possibly say before, before we get into Prashante, we we rag on the Swan a bit. Sometimes we moan about its rhymes. This, this is poetry from the Swan in this song. Yeah. Yeah. If we do an episode on the top 10 Red Hot Chili Pepper songs ever recorded, I'll wager this might well be in it for me. Well, I've gone on record before as saying this is my favourite Red Hot Chili Pepper song of all time. So it will be there for you. It might be. I'm not, yeah, not going to say it will be. Christ. No, if it's, no, no, if it's only Times your favourite. change. But as a Red Hot Chili Peppers song under the auspices of John Fashante's finest moments... Yeah, well, under, where, under the auspices of... Fucking brilliant! Yeah. Under the auspices of almost practically any any definition you this care to make, this song's going to be on there. This song will have Junich. What? An, I think this is the most atmospheric chili song that there is out there. I think not. I, I'd agree with you on that, and I also think this is the most hypnotic. Yeah. Chili well, you're, song. You're not only are you slamming your hand down on the table to emphasise your point, you're then tapping the top of said hand. Yes, you know that sort of fat bit if you press your thumb in yeah i'm laying that. i'm laying the index finger of my right hand into at, that groove atop that fat oh session. yeah i see what you mean yeah oh, that's how you check the state though isn't it is it yeah there's some way of checking it's also hand. how you how you emphasize a point yes i can see that and also upon a, a upon a flowery notebook <laughs> it's, all, a, it's a triple layer you're all you're all man buddy that says it all i i when when we were in the lukewarm chili peppers Oh, yeah. And we used to play this song. Yeah. I used to come out of it absolutely hypnotised. And I used to have to find... It used to take a moment or two to find myself. Uh, because it had such an effect on me to to play this song. And and listening to it is equally powerful to me. You know, I was, I was upon your arm there. Oh, yeah. You said to me, I want to have my arm around you for the entirety of this song. Because I needed that support. Yeah. Well, you have had a 6% beer. Yeah, equally, yeah, you know, I can barely stand. (laughs) (laughs) This opens up, and we're just on on John. Obviously, you've got that throughout this song, Flea is just doing one thing. He's playing the the power chords on the bass. Well, and that's the the power of it. That's the hypnotic nature. Well, we say he's doing one thing. There are fills, and famously, John played one of the fills on this song, on the bass, because Flea wasn't getting the hang of it. But... Let's not dwell on that. We don't want Flea to leave because he's upset. We don't want Flea to, to... Tweet in because we've mentioned that. Oh Christ! We do. We don't. We do. Oh yeah, sorry, we do. So it starts off from John. There is a rumor. Rumor has it that Flea is on the verge of tweeting us. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Finally. Please carry on. Palm muted. Open high E here. It's 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 just repeatedly picked, and there is. There is a delay setting here throughout the song. You can you can hear it very clearly at the end as John slides off right at the end. Yeah. If yes. I, if I didn't yes. know any better, I'd say that the delay was set for an eighth note triplet, eighth note triplet regenerations with two repeats. Mm. If I didn't know any better. If I didn't know better, I'd follow you up the stairs. Is that a real if... song? Are you making this up? No, it's a real song. Ah, who's it by? It's from the show. Uh, that my wife used to watch. I can't too remember. late, too late. That country and western show that you that, loved. You know the one. No, I just know it's country and western. Yeah, we've been to see it in concert. Yes, you have, yeah. Yeah, you went Mum Gordy, didn't you? Yeah, it's yeah. massive. So, 
that oh, what John does here is there's no that bottle opener is the worst bottle opener I, in listen, the entire mate, world. Listen, buddy, I got this bottle opener with a pair of boots. Right, <laughs> so well, buy a bottle opener then. Oh no, let, let's go back. To, don't forget me. Yeah. What this does is the volume that John's playing those palm muted repeating open E's he just organically you're a joke <laughs> you're a joke a joke of a man still trying to open this bottle I'll tell you when I've succeeded I've got it I've got it I've got it, I've got it. I've got it. he himself organically increases the volume there's no volume spells here he's just playing it harder to bring up the intensity yes and then we go into that wonderful smooth tapping, legato, hammer-on-pull-off section, mm. which is, I think, unlike anything that we'd seen Frusciante do before, playing uh, the guitar in that way. And yeah. it's also clean as well. Again, you've got to play it nice, you've got to play it clean, mm. because there's not, there's not room for error when you're tapping cleanly. No, no, no. Yeah, this, this song, I think, can be considered groundbreaking. You've got Flea doing what he's doing, which is very unusual. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You've got John doing what he's doing, which is very unusual. You've got Chad doing Chad what he's doing. Tom which, work. It's a serious, yeah, exactly, ser- yeah. serious Tom that's work. That's mainly both. Yeah, and that's very unusual. Is that Mr. Work? Uh, t- <laughs> yeah, whoa! <laughs> Tommy Work. <laughs> yes. He's much? in, he's in. Uh, and he actually, and this is a little known fact, he dated uh, Dolly Track. Yes, and I'll tell you who, who was... It was a love triangle between him, Dolly Track, and Ostentatious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, of course, Austin was a, an absolute scoundrel back in the day. But we sh- shouldn't dwell on that. No. The relationship between... Uh, Tom Work and Tom, Dolly Track. Tom Work and Dolly Track <laughs> is, you know, it really is one for the ages. We're going to have to keep a note of these names. Yes. Otherwise we'll forget them. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T. Work. <laughs> it is such a lovely man. You, I mean, you know him better than I do, but... Uh, you know, I have shared enough well, time. If they do, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I do have mm. to say this. Please do. <laughs> if they do get married, of course, she'll cease making any sense. She'll be called Dolly Work. <laughs> yeah, dolly Work still makes sense. Does it? Yeah, because if Does you, if you work with dollies, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a job? Oh, dolly. Dolly Work. Dolly Work. Dolly work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's important. If, if you work in the nursery, Dolly Work is crucial. That is true. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Or, I suppose, Dolly Track. I know that's where it all started. (laughs) (laughs) So those lovely tapping legato sections are beautifully played. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was just thinking about someone working it. (laughs) But before we get to that lovely smooth legato section with the tapping, I love the bit where John's playing the open E with that delay on, but then you get that, that... you think about Tom working out? <laughs> uh, shall I just talk about my... No, no. we must talk about the song. Right, no, there must come a time where we talk about this song. <laughs> the music. He's like, he's going... But then there's that yeah. staggered section. He goes, jing, 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 and then into the next part of the song. Yeah, yeah. So staggered. Did I put a time thing stamp here? Yes, I did. 44 to 46 seconds. It happens throughout the song, but that's the first that's occasion. That's the first that. time, yes. Yeah. This... Song well, sounds to me alien. The guitar work sounds alien. It sounds insectoid. It sounds spiky. Oh wow, you're going down that route. Right? I am. It's otherworldly. The guitar playing on this. Yes. On this well, song. and I think that speaks to what I was saying. Of it takes you somewhere that I, uh, 
I don't think any other Red Hot Chili Pepper song takes you. If you if you let yourself go, it takes you, and when once it finishes, you open your eyes, and you are you are changed. Yeah, you've gone on a journey because lyrically it's so evocative. Anyway, we must talk about the lyrics. That'll be for the Swan episode. Well, yes, yes. On the chorus here, what John's doing is playing very, very, very fast, almost tremolo picking. We talked about double time picking before on yeah, course. Yeah. This is hugely fast. Mm. And then on the second half of the chorus... This is his right wrist. His very right strong. Wrist, very strong. Then he's going up an octave and playing it up on the 17th fret, up on the top strings. It's a very aggressive, very unusual way to play a chorus. Yeah. Or it's very... Un- and, but yeah, it doesn't come across as too aggressive. When you listen to it no. on the record, it doesn't. When you watch it live, it doesn't. Yeah, if you heard that in isolation, you would think... That ain't going to work. Yeah, that, that ain't exactly. going to work, son. That ain't going to work, son. That, exactly. sounds, that sounds bad. And, and this, it almost, if you, if you focus on it, it almost does sound bad. But it's perfect for that place in that particular yeah, song. Yeah, particular and And of course, we know from the live performances that we have on record, record, excuse me, that they adore playing this live, or they did during that era, during the Sloan era, and yeah. before. Ah, oh, the Sloan era. Um, you know, there are numerous fantastic examples of this. Once again, we have a, a very, very single note melodic lead line for the, for the big guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bow now 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 now. Yeah, I tell you what, it, I don't know whether this is correct in any way, but do you know what it reminds me of the guitar solo from Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yes, oh, that's because that is a single note repeating line. <laughs> I'm a genius. No, I'm a genius. Well, we both are, maybe, or maybe neither of us are. I'm pretty sure one of us is. Definitely you, or I'm confirming it is you. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, but and that but that's the approach on Blood Sugar. And here you've also got the synths behind that. that yeah, so you've got that extra bolster. It out, yeah, yeah, the bolster. Yeah, and that's what I want to see live when I see these kind of tunes. Is especially on Blood Sugar Sex, I think, is to ha- have that. Don't muck about with that because it's perfect yeah. and there's power in its simplicity. Yeah. So again and again, I'm just three of my songs have been heavily based on repeating fairly simple licks, and that that again. Speaks to what the Swan said about his his ability about John's ability to just be beautifully creative without necessarily having to be over the top and and virtuistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, great. I guess that's a word. But yes, it is, and and you're absolutely right. And listening, particularly to "Don't Forget Me." You feel a sense of vulnerability as well. Yeah, oh, definitely. Again, it it lets you in. You're in there, and that that's so important. That accessibility. Yeah, you're right. You are right. I think there's the feeling from the lyrics, and again, can't talk about them because yet. they are yeah, and they They're are very so honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right. There again, it's a song with a lot of space in it because yeah. there's nothing. It's not overdone. Yeah. It's very simple stuff from everyone, pretty much. And I think that that's why when we performed it and I and I came out from... There was no other song that we performed where I came out and I used to feel spaced out. Yeah. Well, also, this. there's no other song where you'd have been singing quite so hard as well uh, for, on those choruses. Yeah. 
But it was just the it, it was not necessarily my my part in it, but it was just the overall experience. Yeah, was just all encompassing and, and emotional, way more emotional than any other song we did. And 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 for that reason, I think "Don't Forget Me" is so special. Hmm. Yeah, I used to love playing it as well because I always when I was playing the chorus parts, I thought I can't believe this is exactly what I'm playing, and it yeah. sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We've skipped over that interlude solo, the first little solo, which I which I love. Um, it's it's difficult to really get a, a grasp on what's going on because it's very very thick through the wire. There's a lot of trem picking going on, so he's playing the notes very very quickly. Yeah, that you've got the delay on it. It's it, it's it's ephemeral in its nature. It's in the air. It's of the air. Yes. Yeah, and you can't you can't pin it down. Well, that's the yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. And that's the that's the joy of this song. That's the joy of yeah. the song. It's almost it's almost going over you, and yet it, whilst that happens, you get swept up in it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a well, it's an ocean. It's a it's a it's a masterpiece. Mm. It, uh, yeah, it is. Why masterpieces are difficult to pin down? And is this that, is, is that. A, a young it's definition it, of a masterpiece is that the the young son of Mister Peace, <laughs> yes, yeah. and Mrs. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in there. I mean, masterpiece. Yeah, but they are, aren't they? You know. Yeah, but this is you're right. You, you whenever whenever I hear this, I feel like I want to reach up and be part of it. Somehow get into it. Ah. Oh. Just it's just an incredible song. Whether you whether you're talking about the you know I know that this episode is guitar based and I know this is why we're here. But fucking hell, mate, yeah. let's just listen to "Don't Forget Me." When you said "Don't Forget Me," I was just like, I don't care whether we talk about the guitar or not. I'm just happy to listen to "Don't Forget Me" and talk to you about "Don't Forget Me" again. Yeah, because the chances of us saying the same things about this song than we did last time are so slender. Yeah, I remember as we as we went to listen to it, I did say off mic. Don't. Just just talk about the guitar, don't talk about anything else. You did, yes, yeah, and uh, that's exactly what you did, sir. Now, what's your next one? Oh, right, we're going... Uh, we're moving on. Uh, it's a shame. I mean, yeah, It's no, a shame. Don't forget me. I'm just going to uh, get the booklet out. Well, I've got two left. No, you haven't, you've got one left. One left, and that song is this... Velvet Glove. Oh, buddy, love it. Okay, let's crack on. This velvet glove, and this is a, a superb choice from you, Sam. Thank you, Ben. It was on my on my uh, outcasts. Yeah, no, I was pleased to um, you know get one in there that you had considered. This is again simple, simple stuff. And sim- simple and sometimes dainty. Hmm. And and I also will say hesitant and vulnerable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because there are bits, even as you listen to this song... How many times do I have to say yes 
for you to fully appreciate that I agree with you. How many times you say it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you listen to it, it does sound hesitant in some of the playing, in John's playing. Yes. There is a vulnerability to the way he's striking the notes. There's build-ups in single notes, volume build-ups. This is a lovely... Also, there's some connective tissue to Don't Forget Me and This Velvet Glove. Yeah. Because the chorus part on this song, the chorus guitar part, is, again, another one that you think just wouldn't work. Mm. It's played really high up, this time only on the top two strings, mm. and it's really aggressive and, and distorted. But it works brilliantly. It's the thing that where if you listen to that in, in, in isolation, you would think, I, I don't see how this fits sure on such that. a... What is again? It feels like a vulnerable song, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Song, but it does. It does. What do you like about the guitar playing on this song? Well, again, it's it's the the it's the gentle the gentle approach, the vulnerability that it's almost tentative in nature. Um, and, you know, going back to the early 80s, uh, just after they had formed... Oh, right, hang on. Uh, are, you, are you therefore invo- informing right. the listener that I've got up to go and grab I my s- beer? That I, I slipped into some up. golden content. You did, you certainly did. Uh, no, it's that, it is the tentative nature. It's that, that vulnerability that John is not afraid to show here. He's coming back, he's, he's playing for his life. Is he? I don't know. I think he was. Yeah, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. But he was playing the guitar really, really well. He was doing something. The acoustic guitar on this one is maybe sli- I went a bit further. Yeah, I think he probably did. The acoustic guitar is slightly less full than I remember it being. Yes, but it's such great. It's such a great combination of at the beginning that single that single lead line mm. against the acoustic guitar. And then all the way through on the verses, John's playing those single note kind of stabs mm. with then the jink, 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 Yeah. That's a really clever. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, really yeah. good. And yeah. those stabs and those kind of stabby chords, they're not, re- they're not repeated all the no. way through naturally. No, they come right. in almost willy nilly. Yeah, that's it. And it, it's. The organic feel that you get here. Yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. Because, it, like you say, the, the, the acoustic line carries it through. And then, yeah, it, he just, he he brings it in as and when he feels it. You feel it as a listener. That's right. That's exactly right, Sam. As and when he feels it. And you, and you just get the feeling that they just played it. Yeah. And he was just doing it when he, when he felt like it. And if yeah. you're going to play it live, it will... It will never be repeated. No, maybe not. Exactly as it was on the album. And they did play it live, of course. Yeah, it was nice when Josh came in for that period, wasn't it, as the touring guitarist? Yes, of course, there was the the sadness of John leaving, but then Josh came in. Hmm. And then then John John came came in. (laughs) (laughs) So it was... Yeah, it's it's give and take. Well, it is, and you have to have that in a band. Well, very much, and then John will leave and Josh will come back. The thing is... When Eric you think Marshall when, will come back in. Yeah, when Eric comes back, I think that could be the... the well, I've, been wait, I've been waiting for that for nigh on two and a half You have. You love the, the Marshall era. Yeah. Well, it's... You know, he's in the Simpsons episode, so... For you, that's everything. Mm. Well, it's not everything, but it's, it's something. It's, it's most things. Mm. It's not most things, but it's something. <laughs> it's something. Um, no, but... I forgot, Gas sorry. attack. Gas attack... 
Gas attack. A double gas attack. The the important thing about a band like the Chili's, you, you don't achieve that longevity without there being some comings and goings. Yeah. Well, you you might. Well, you can't. We can. <laughs> can you? Yes. Name a band that's been around for thirty years and no one's come and gone. And no one's come and gone. Okay. Well, I can say extreme. No, because um, they they formed in Paul Geary left ages ago. Oh yes, but no one came back. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. There's oh, so just goings? Just consi- no, there's no consistent. I'm not sure there's anything. There's no like way you can be in a band and there be a consistent lineup for thirty years. There, I mean, there is a way. Yeah, just <laughs> no, no, one, no one leaves. <laughs> yeah, but it's very uncommon. Yes, it is. At least here we're getting the best man back just when we need him. Yeah, well, we are getting the best guitarist back. And again, we will, hands in the air. Hands in the air. Yeah, wave them up, we just don't care. Doing it. Those albums with Josh were great. Oh, mate, I the loved album, them. The I mean, album you with Dave great. You, 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 you snapped straight onto the getaway, didn't you? Oh, mate, I was all over it <laughs> on release. I was, though, and that's the truth. Yes. Well, I... You, I mean, it's well documented that my favourite Josh album is I'm With You, which be. is actually a, a genuinely great album up, yes, up there with any e- of, a- oh, a- any, a- 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 yeah, thank you, Ethiopia, yeah. any of the, any of the John albums, I think. Yeah, no, no, I'm With when You. When I say that, I mean, Blood Sugar and By The Way are clearly the best, <laughs> but, I, but I'm With You is, is certainly below them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a hell of an album. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and actually listening to these songs and just being able to stand in my, in this garage. Yeah. Uh with you. I was going to claim it as my garage, which I, I well, it is your garage. I could have done. Uh, well, why don't it? Why don't you? It's my garage. Um listening to these great songs. It's a pleasure not only to spend time with you, which is always nice, especially during these difficult times. But just listening to the chilies and, and being able to just say, there's no doubt in my mind that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are the best band that have ever existed. Right. There's no doubt in my mind now. Well, that's good that you said that, because that certainly goes a long way to explaining why you keep talking about them to me. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, that's cemented to me now. And, and there's, you know, people could say, well, why? Why, Sam? And what why, would you why say? Why would you believe that? Well, I'll say, please, go back to the recordings that we've made and, and it'll all become clear. Don't do one and two. <laughs> but oh, we can announce now, though. Oh, are we, do- we, are the we next, doing The next episode, certainly, and probably the next two episodes and conceivably the next three episodes. Yes, now that we are such jibber masters. <laughs> we're redoing One Hot Minute. We're doing the One Hot Minute redux. It's going to happen. Because we have had, we have had a number of people contact us and say... That they listened to. Oh, There's only one, wasn't it? One, one in particular. No, we've had uh, three. At least three. Yeah. Oh, and that, that, yeah. When does it become a that, number? Well, like three or over? Well, one. Oh, right. Yeah, but three, for sure. Three is a veritable. It's three times one. Backlash. Yeah. <laughs> but that's convinced us. Yes, that we are going to re-record one minute. And I mean, we could re-record. Should, should we? <laughs> we could re-record this. <laughs> and it would be completely different. Yeah. Should we? My question to you, and I'll put it out there to the listeners, is okay. At that point, when we've re-recorded, because no, we won't take it down. No, we but won't. I have had the problem is I have had three people scathing say, say that that they stopped listening 
or didn't listen to it because they listened to the first episodes and they were so shit. Oh man, so take them down. But maybe don't take them down. Maybe re- reorder them as episodes X and Y. We can't hide that's from di- our That's difficult then. in a numerical system. I'm not ashamed system. of what we did back then. No, nor am I, but it was bollocks. The Doesn't first matter. two episodes was are us. genuinely terrible. And there's no way of putting that out to people. When I get into a podcast, yeah. I listen to a bit of modern stuff, and then I say, am I going to go back to the beginning? Or sometimes I just go back to the beginning. With this podcast, if that's what you choose to do, yeah. then it's off-putting. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm I'm benevolent. You certainly are. But I think I will probably knock off the first two. Then the third episode, we were still in Dave mode, so we did live at Madison Square. And maybe which that nice. would be, which yeah. was the start of a slightly different approach. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, if you take them down, it's bound to be beneficial. But I, I'd like them to be there because that's what happened. That's how it happened. We started... We were a couple of gibbering wrecks. We were very nervous. I was very nervous during the first episode. Even just sat there talking to you. I didn't know what to do, you know. It was it was a new thing. Yeah, and it was and it was so much more Oh we have to we have talked about this on multiple occasions, so Well we have. Maybe we shouldn't go through it again. <laughs> yeah, but we've also said I'll be back. Yeah, a lot. And we've yeah, we've spoken about a lot of things a lot of times. Okay, but let's wrap up this velvet glove. Yes, it's a it's a, a not only a wonderful song, it's a, a wonderful example of of John's playing G- on on Cali. Mm, yeah. Um yes, it's the working you know within the parameters of what he had. I mean, even man, that guy was basically playing with one hand tied behind his back and he's and he's better than most guitarists could ever dream to be. He is a genius yeah and yeah. when you get and that's what i love about it is you get a genius working within you know parameters that are set because of you know external influences he still produces great stuff and not only that though he bring you know he's supported so much by the rest of the other band members they all they all sound great and it brings the californication era is so distinct you know and you hear that and you say yes that's during that time and it's so special for me i was 18 years old Hmm. you know i just finished school i was going into college it was a precious time i'd been into the band for three or four years but they hadn't released a new album this was the the first album they released when I was a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was already known amongst family members as a, as, as a fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. But this was the first. And it was so important to me. So important. And, it, and that importance hasn't diminished. Well, I remember, we, and we've spoken about this before, but I remember sitting in the lounge, listening through Californication with you and uh, one of your friends at, at the time. Mm. It was... Yeah, a, a transformative experience. Yeah, it was so. To to have been a fan of to be a to be a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan and to to experience the release of a new album is something quite special because yeah. it doesn't happen very often, apart from the getaway. Well, no, but it happens every every you know every four years, so it's not that common. No, and and being of that age and having a new album to get our teeth in. This was it, special. This was. The release of Cali was special, and the release of By the Way was special. And you were absent for the release of uh, Stadium. 
but, yeah. but we came back to it and, and we did special things with it, so that was cool. And the release of um, I'm With You was special because we went to the live show at the cinema, so yes. that was cool. Now, we must move on. So that's your number one John Frusciante guitar track then? Yes. Okay. If you say that. Well, that's your last one out of your five. Right, so what have you got, obviously? Okay, well, I will first say this. Okay. John wasn't um, playing guitar with one hand tied on his back. I can confirm that he had both hands free. Well, I, I think that is uh, yeah, very important. But I'm going to say, Sam, that I've got a problem with my 21 pin connector lead for connecting audio to visual equipment. Right. I've got a scar tissue. Come out of Scar Tissue, my number one, John Frusciante, second era, guitar-based tune where everything's perfect for the song. Is that, is that, this is how we, how specific we have to get in order to talk about Scar Tissue for the third time on this Again, podcast. I mean, yeah. Other, the third time where Scar Tissue was recorded. Mm. We've done the Cali, we've done the video, and now we're talking about why we like what John did. <laughs> why do you like what John did? It's the melancholia to the feeling of the song. It's once again, John... And this has come across loads in the songs that we've picked. Yeah. More, much more than I thought it was going to be. Has, is the spe- it's the exploration of the relationship between space and notes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, exactly. what you don't play. Yes, yes, exactly. And there is so much room here. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm 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 an innocent listener, essentially. I'm I'm no musician, as you know. And you are innocent. You've you've committed no crime. <laughs> I mean, I, I I would like to state that for the record. I mean, you did we you did we did again have our arms around each other then, and you did start swaying. Yeah, but that's not a crime. Is it? it felt to me like a bit of a funky. Yeah, crime. when I was, when I started doing the extra hip movement. Yeah, you know, I, I did. I, that, I that felt was too I felt funky. like a forty-year-old woman. Hmm. But then I am a 40 year old. 39 year old. Yeah, exactly. It's only one year off and one gender off. Yeah, exactly. So it's close. It's no wonder it happened. But I mean, I can't remember what I was saying. Space. It, it's, it's, it's the explosion and the relationship. It's the explosion of the relationship between space and notes. So yes. even the int- yeah. in, in the intro, what John's doing is picking notes out of a chord. That, that are spaced far apart. It's my favourite Chili's guitar intro. Yes. My question to you was always going to be, because I felt this might be the case. You, what, you felt like I might have a problem with my 21 pin connecting lead for connecting all the visual equipment? I did, I, I did. I just thought it might be that. Do you think this is the most recognisable sort of opening to a Red Hot Chili Peppers song? Uh, I'd probably say yes. The only other competitors being 
give it away under the bridge. Yeah. Under the bridge, actually, now that I've yeah. just said that. And, I think named, and, and named a more recognisable opening. I think it is probably it's, just under the bridge. It's under the bridge, yeah. Oh, although, this is know, a close I, second. I, I didn't discount uh, other side. No. But I think the big the big ones are from... Uh, you've got Give It Away in, and Under the Bridge from Blood Sugar Sex. Yeah. Scar Tissue certainly was massive when it came out. Yeah, and I think Other Side, other could, side could be other up there, side maybe. Well. Possibly. But, I mean, not for me. I mean, but, but the, I think the truth is, and I will speak truth to power now. Please do. If you played, if we picked 10 options and played them to people and said, yeah, listen well, to the first 10 seconds of the song and name it, yeah. Under the Bridge is going to be the one that comes on top. Scarfish, I think, would be close. Yeah, no, I agree, actually. I think Under the Bridge, even though I think Scarfish is more recognisable to a lot of people, I think Under the Bridge might be more recognisable to more people. Now, I think uh, Under the Bridge, could you pass me my lolly? It's on the shelf behind you. Sure. Under the Bridge had the, also had that All Saints second coming where a lot of younger people became aware of it. Yeah. I mean, it was unfortunate. But and it did happen. It was it was released at a time when a lot more people heard a lot more music. Yeah. Yes, yes. So okay, we'll go we'll go under the bridge, scar tissue as the top two. So shall I get that tattooed on my thigh? What, under the bridge plus scar tissue? Yeah, equals truth. Yeah, if you want. <laughs> if you want a really weird and bad tattoo. I mean I could will it happen? Will it happen? Let's find out. Well, I'll tell you what I would do. Okay, here's a question, which is very pertinent. If you had to get a Red Hot Chili Peppers tattoo that was one of the ones that the band had already got, mm. what would you go for? I'd know, I know. I have a, a, a clear answer to this. I might go for um, the octopus. Which one? John's octopus. John's shoulder octopus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is a, a fantastic tattoo. Uh, it doesn't look so good now, but when it was pure, it looked. Oh god, yeah. I mean, yeah, there was troubles later on that affected that. Well, we know, we know. Let's not get. Let's we went delve into we that. Okay, my my answer. But your, your problem is you. I can't have John's octopus because I've got two tattoos already on my shoulder, basically on my my um, on that area. Yeah, yeah. As have you. Hmm. So, oh, oh, I might have Clara. <laughs> <laughs> What tattooed on your yeah 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 no that that is a good choice yeah 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 what what so what are you gonna go for? Well, I'm gonna go for Flea's elephants. I've always loved those colourful elephants. I'm not sure if that's a true answer or not. No, it is. That's a true answer. Yeah. Okay. I love those elephants. Not gonna get Jimi Hendrix tattooed over that other tattoo in that place. <laughs> no, I could get. Uh, I might get Anthony's band tattooed over my existing <laughs> band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about Anthony's big back tat? Well, I thought about that for a long time, of course. I think we've spoken about this, but I've got such a hairy back now that it's not yeah. really viable. I mean, it me. wouldn't be visible. No, yeah. it'd, be, uh, it'd be very... It would just be like a dark blob underneath a, a, a uh, forest. A further dark blob, yeah. yeah. It'd be like looking at a marsh underneath a heavy forest from the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, you know, it looks good, I'm sure you'll agree. Now, I'm going for, uh, for the flea... <laughs> fleas fleas elephants fleas colourful elephants and I'll go for Clara Clara so I can't the... have the octopus Clara on the boob no the octopus the shoulder octopus I think is a great tattoo yeah it is but I can't have it 
Wait, no, but it's only, it's not it's hypothetical. So it's fine. Oh, it's all hypothetical. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to do it. <laughs> God, the shoulder octopus would be quite expensive, I imagine. I'm so out of touch with what tattoos cost nowadays. I imagine the shoulder octopus would cost you the best part of a thousand pounds. No, that would be ridiculous. I think you'll find it would. All right, I'll get a quote from Tattoo Monkey in Southampton. Fine. And a separate quote from Tattoo Magic and Shirley. Fine. And I, I guarantee, let's do that. All right, well, we'll come back for this. Set a reminder on your phone. Right, beep, beep. That, that means nothing. That's the sound of a reminder. Okay, well, okay. We'll we don't get... need to set a reminder. We're committing this to sound. We'll both forget. No, I won't forget. <laughs> this is a bet. I never forget a bet. Oh, it's not a bet. Is it not? No. You think <laughs> it's going to cost £1,000? To do the octopus To do John's octopus? Yeah, 1000 That's max. Elephant? Tenner. Oh, come on, Your, Those elephants will cost... Um, uh, pro- those, probably... elephants, those elephants will cost... Mine cost £40 25 years ago. Yeah. Fine. So, scale it up. Scale it Inflation. up big time. Inflation and size. The elephants are small. Oh, you're so, doing the elephants? Do your elephants. You could get them for 80. No. Of <laughs> <laughs> you could. Okay. Like, 100 for the elephants okay. and 500 for the octopus. Okay, fair. So what are you saying for the elephants? I'm saying 200 for the elephants. You're insane. 1,000 for the octopus. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Right. Well, I'm glad that that'll be the end of that conversation and we'll never remember it again. No. Right. Some, right, if someone would like to go out and get the octopus tattoo. If somebody would like to send <laughs> photos of the elephants and the octopus to Tattoo Monkey in Southampton. And but equally, actually, very importantly, what, if you had to get a Red Hot Chili Peppers tattoo, what would you go for? Because remember, Chad's got a very attractive scorpion on his leg. I'm not, I've got a scorpion already. Yeah, it was right now. Anyway, we, we must now move on. I've just looked at the clock and it says... Time. Clock. It says that we've been going for about two hours already. Okay. So we should really so, uh, try and So Scar Tissue was our last one, was it? Yeah, well, I'm not finished talking about Scar Tissue. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'll say again, it's a real exploration of the relationship between space and notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's simple beauty here. It's got a, it, we've talked about melancholia before in some of these songs. This is one of the most melancholy songs I've ever heard. And I, and I love it for that. The tone... I've never been shy of a bit of melancholy. No, nor have I. The tone, or the infinite sadness, the tone that John has on this strat recorded... I think he recorded... Well, Dan Bogosian tells us this was recorded on the 55 strat for the rhythm and the 65 telly for the lead. But the open tone here feels like it's dialed right back mm. onto the neck pickup. mm yeah, it's indescribably beautiful. Mm. Try and describe it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. can't. He can't. I didn't think he would be able to. So you have that big spacey feel uh, for the verses, guitar-wise. Then on that chorus, he thickens it up. He starts playing fuller chords, bar chords and, and, and kind of broken power chords. Yeah. And that really fill, then fills out the tone. Yeah. Into that first solo. Oh, and actually, there's a bum note here. Because the fills are great. Throughout the song, there's a little simple fills like bam, 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 or din, 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 going on. Was that the boy or a tap or what? <laughs> it was a tap. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, fine. 
But there's a bum, Phil, at 43. And again, we talked about just going with the flow. 43 seconds, it's a dropping fill. And, and he flubs a note. Yeah. And you don't miss that in the mix. No. But you make a decision to just leave it in. And that's very much the, that was very much the blood sugar ethos, wasn't it? We'll, we'll do it as quickly as we can. Yeah, and I think that's an ethos that they've, they've taken over the years. You yeah. know? I mean, I do have to say, I know we're talking about Californication. I was referencing a different I album. didn't pick that up because I knew that, what you meant. Yeah. Um, yes, that, that is the ethos that, that they've taken. And it adds, it, I, I think it adds, you know, we've said previously about accessibility to the, to the fan and the listener. When, that, when those mistakes are left in, it enables you to gain an insight and a feel to the song that otherwise might not be there. I agree. <laughs> As your wife furiously runs the taps in your house. Those taps are big and loud and they are proud. And, and that, I think that is for anyone, for any homeowner, well, I, run I, your taps. I think that, that's, that tap sound, to me... It's it might not be picked up. It might not be picked up. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be picked up, mate. Believe me. Oh, that's and it's off. Ooh. That was a, a particularly tappy section. Oh, she's she's just brushing her teeth. The solo one. Brush away, my love. By all means, you know we don't mean to stand in the way of. Uh, I mean, she's your love. oral hygiene. Hmm. And I say to my wife, I'll never be listening to this. I love you, my love. Yeah. Oh, like what? Like a farmer or like a farmer? I love you, my love. I love you, my love. No, uh, I like it in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, when um, uh, the person in the chair meets his wife and she goes, hello, my lover. Right. Anyway, scar tissue. These solos are all universally brilliant. I love the <laughs> slide. That, that, that could have been uh, universally speaking. I love the slide in to the, to the first solo. And he's just letting the bass do the hard work here. On, on a lot of the solos, but especially the first and the second one. Mm. Glide in off the bass. Yeah, and then he glides out. What I love is, on the album version, is coming off those solos and that last note rings out. Mm. Now, live, John's choice is to, as we've discussed before, a bit of gas tank, that's right. <laughs> as we've discussed before, he cuts that off and goes straight back into rhythm. Yes, when right. I played it live, my choice was to, and I did look this up, I got out a... a a rewritable DVD that we have of us playing Scar Tissue. You did. My choice was to let the last note go into you start starting to sing mm. and then cut back a bar in after yeah. you start singing yeah. to do it. And yeah. I'm not here to criticise John Fashante's live choices, but I, I think that works better. Well, you know, everybody, every artist has their own choice to make. True. Solo 2, same kind of thing. Twice as long, so it's a bit of a build. Mm. And the rhythm guitar here is a big change. On that first solo, John is playing full chords. Mm. For the second and third solos, he is playing a, a much more staccato yeah. across two strings. Yeah, and that riff. just is... It, it it's, just, it, it, it's a great decision. It's an interesting decision, but it works really well. And I don't know why it works so well. Basically, yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. I just love it. It, I love that, but I also love also what he's doing over the top of it, which is unspeakably oh, it's, it's, good. It's sublime. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it's really good. Yeah, I mean, yes. And God bless him. Now, God bless I mean, we could be. The taps sat- are off again. 
We could be sat here saying that John Fashante wasn't coming back to the band. Yeah, we could. He's in the band, mate. We must now move past... We know. Is he in the band? Yes. <laughs> we, must, we must wrap this up now. Well, it's been over a year and we still have no evidence. No, he hasn't played anything. Well, he has, but we're not going to talk about that. I, t- I told you I couldn't be bothered to talk about that. And we must accept my decision. I accept your decision. Last verse... I mean, <laughs> not that. That wasn't Red Up Chili Peppers. No, but it was two of them. Yeah, I know, but we won't talk about that. But that, that's not... No, it's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even chilly. Still refuses to play with Chad. <laughs> yeah, well, he will eventually. Last verse. Listen to this. At 2.23, there's a classic verse slide up. Da-da. At 2.28, there's a classic verse slide up. Da-da. Sounds like the other one. 2.26, he throws one in, which isn't normally there. So that last verse has a different rhythm guitar layout than the others. And it's just... I bet it wasn't planned, I bet it just happened. Mm. But it adds another element to the song. Well, from what I know about these boys, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. People just think they're a bunch of knuckleheads. They ain't a bunch of knuckleheads. They ain't knuckleheads, buddy. They, these boys are serious musicians. Hmm. The Swan gets a bad rep. He, they, they think he can't sing, he can't do this, he can't do that. He's incredible. We've learned today that he's A, a poet, and B, a great singer, and we weren't even talking about him. No, exactly. Yeah. So come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. That's, come on, girl. That's, um, come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. That's Jive Bunny. Jive Bunny. And I'm, I'm doing C apostrophe Mon. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that Outro solo's brilliant. The Swans are genius. Uh, John's great. Everybody's happy. Yeah. So This is universally speaking. We're not finishing the episode here. Oh, right. That's <laughs> <laughs> wrapping up. <laughs> it's just, we'll go to the socials, okay? Oh, okay. But that was Scar's issue. And I love it. Yes, and the work is incredible. Coming out of that uh, that episode, all about the best of John Frusciante and his contribution to the Red Hot Chili Peppers during a particular era, era, <laughs> particular era. Um, contact us on the socials if you want to be part of sometimes a sensible conversation. And this is a serious conversation. Yes, ben. this is a serious. And conversation. we run a very serious an ambassador program. We do. If people want an ambassador badge. We are more than happy to send it. Send us your address. You become an ambassador. You get a badge. It's brilliant. Email that. Email your applications into Ben Townsend Music at hotmail.com. Yes. Everything about the web. Everything about the website is on the website. Everything about the podcast is on bentownsendmusic.net. Mm. I am uni, I'm at University RHCP on Twitter. Sam, you are at Stack Townsend on Insta. I am University Speaking RHCP underscore pod yes and i think that's about that because this one has gone on for longer than i imagined but it's been hella fun Uh, and that means it's been really good really good fun yeah Assassinated